promoting other people too, just like I'm promoting other people. So we're we're enablers. Right. They actually they actually did studies on um, you know content creation and stuff. Um, believe it or not, altruism promoting other people gets you more follows than self promotion. That makes sense. It does. Mm. Mm. I'm just gonna go ahead and drink some of my pH water here. It has it has <laughs> nine nine pHs in it, and I think that stands for philosophical heighteners. So as you hydrate <laughs> your body, you also enlighten your mind. Because I mean, why else would you need pHs in your water? I, I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> but, mm. There we go. Now I now I can talk. Now I can do a whole podcast. Now I can do a fiftieth episode of Rantcast. What's up, chat gang? I am the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, joined today by the multi-talented <laughs> Razor Tree, aka Jared. So uh, how's hey, it going? Uh, how's it going today, man? How's it going? It is going miserably well. Probably <laughs> oh, better not be you. Miserably well. <laughs> wow, that's a new one. That's a new one. What? I I guess. I, I see. I'm moving away from saying the term "new normal" because it's starting to like. I said it early on a few times. I'm moving away from that because it's starting to annoy me. I'm like, okay, we get it. It's the new normal. It's not the new normal anymore. It's just normal now. <laughs> like, fifty <laughs> verse. Yeah, two more rant casts, and I think I have to like artificially start a second season, right? Like that's how that works because that'll be <laughs> that'll have been one full calendar year worth of content condensed into like six months. Good lord. But uh, you've actually speak like you've actually been you so so I mentioned multi multi talented at the onset. Um, I mean I I can uh, you you I mean you do some bat reps. You've done some like new player advice. You do music like you do a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, you want to kind of take us through some of the stuff and 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 then like a little bit of a, a brief summary on on your. Your journey into AOS and what it is you do with Razor Tree Productions, you know, what your goal, what your vision is, all that, all that jazz. While I turn yeah. my lights on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad you think it's multi-talented. I think it's just having no attention span, but <laughs> I, I have to, uh, I have to be busy doing something. But getting into Age of Sigmar, I started with, technically you could say I started with Warhammer Fantasy Battle, even though I never played a game. I uh, bought some Dark Elves from somebody in like 1998, two, year 2000, somewhere around there, out of the back of somebody's car trunk in a dark parking garage one day. I hope that's not hyperbole. Tell me that's the truth. No, no that's that's the actual story. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Like it's contraband. Like, hey, kid, you want to see something pointy? <laughs> Just like... Well, and like, I didn't even have internet back then, so I'm not even sure how I communicated with the world and found out that somebody had something for sale. Like it's what we did. It's crazy to cast your mind back sometimes and and be like, there was a time pre-internet, right? And like how much that like writing, for instance. Like I remember actually having a stack of Encyclopedia Britannica from uh, from Goodwill, you know, that were outdated by like I don't know, like fifteen twenty years. But it was like anything at all in the pre-internet phase. So when I'd have to do like papers, I just like bust out the old encyclopedia. So I was always stuck. Doing papers about things from twenty years ago, <laughs> like growing up. Um, this is what was available at half price books. Don't fight me. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, so yeah, um, so yeah, you buy you buy some pointy elves uh, uh, from from a from a trunk in a in a dark parking garage, and yep, and I and, did. All right, right on. 
That's exactly how it works, says Tristan. <laughs> I feel like I, I was properly introduced to Dark Elves. Just, this is the initiation, so yeah. you accepted it and you still paid me and you survived, so you're allowed to play these. <laughs> right, right, right. So, and you, you said you didn't really play a whole lot of Fantasy Battle then, itself. Uh, not a whole lot, as in, like, zero games. <laughs> I never got to play any. Yeah. Were you <laughs> always... like? Go ahead. Were you always like collect in that sort of per perpetual collecting, hoping to one day play? Was it a lack of uh, other players around? What, like what, what what kept you from playing in those in those days, those early days? I thought someone would teach me, and uh, that was folly. Apparently, back in the this area for Warhammer Fantasy Battle, because there weren't a lot of stores around here. Uh, that I knew of, there apparently was a Games Workshop or Warhammer or whatever I, it was at the time. Did Did you mention uh, uh, what area exactly it is? I was a little bit out. I of did it. not. Uh, this Fort Worth, Texas. So this specifically would have been Hearst, Texas, but it's one of the suburbs that's basically Fort Worth. Do you know where Whitney is? Yeah, it's I, not. It's not, not super far. Close. Oh, it's not that close. Yeah. I flew into to Fort Worth and then drove up to Whitney. That's where where one of my exes is from. So okay, been around that area a couple times, but. Trying to be mindful of uh, folks that may not be from Texas, because if I say something's far, it's probably like six hours away, which would still be Texas. And if it's close, that could be anywhere between an hour and two hours. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, right down the road. So, See, to, a, a two-hour commute to me is nothing, just because like I love driving. The minute I got my license when I was in high school, I was just like, everywhere. You know, I'm like, gone. Uh, I actually <laughs> got a hardship license a little bit early on, on account of my, uh, my upbringing. So I was like, I was fucking... I was just gone. <laughs> um, I would just drive two hours, some like to nowhere, just to just to get away. It was you know so so I just like indoctrinated myself young. So like when I got a job that had about an hour and a half commute, I was just like, this is nothing. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Half the time I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, if you actually have to drive into the city, then you'd have traffic, which just makes everything way worse. Yeah, I mean, I know there, there, there's worse around uh, around America, but you know, Texas really isn't that bad. We, no. we don't have that bad traffic at all. No, no. You do, you do, of course, have the armadillos, and I'm told that the proper pronunciation is armadilla, not armadillo. You do have That's the right. ar 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 armadilla. Yeah, the, you have the armadillos with the with the beer cans, like on the side of the road, to like keep you to keep the oh, journeys God. interesting. So, <laughs> I, I, got a, I, I have a couple of armadillo stories. <laughs> So you know, <laughs> that is not a trope. That's not a stereotype, or rather, it's an apt stereotype. Yeah. But uh, armadillos are rather blind. They can't see where, well at all, and apparently they carry leprosy. But that, that doesn't come into the story, luckily. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I was out in the out in the woods one day near my house, because or at the house at the time, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just romping around because you know before marriage and kids there were time for things like walking and thinking and uh i saw an armadillo and i was like oh look it's so cute it's just standing there on his hind legs my god that's adorable looks kind of slimy Meh, still adorable <laughs> so it didn't react to me walking around i was like it's not even it's not even looking at me mm -hmm. i wonder i wonder i wonder if i could poke it with a stick but not really. But it's that that whole feeling people get when they see something like, yeah, oh, I want to want to touch it. Well, yeah, that 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 like primal curiosity kicks in. The yeah, thing that oh, like, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very human to be curious about stuff. We spend like our entire being a parenting. Children are are essentially trying to murder themselves at all times of the day, <laughs> and like that never really quite goes away. You just learn better what kills you and what doesn't. 
Like, but that curiosity, yeah. that base curiosity, always kind of stays there as a human. Um, it's it's part of what makes our species amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already shocked, and I don't know if this says bad for me, but I'm already shocked at what my kids can survive. <laughs> Dude, I have. I think every parent's got stories, and of course, I mean that that's going to be the core topic of tonight. Is is sort of, um, you know, parent bouncing the parent, and like I said, you multi talented. You do a lot of stuff. Um, you also also your wife. Uh, uh, Chris, she does, uh, she does some Twitch streaming. So like there's, I mean, when I'd imagine when you're, when she's streaming, you're on kid duty and when you're, you're recording a battle rap, she's on kid and you kind of have this, this life that you have to keep in constant balance. I mean, kids are, I mean, kids are a full-time job too. So it's just, oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's difficult. I guess we might as well just go right into it while we, we got on a tangent that landed us back on the main topic. I mean, how do you balance it? Like what's your uh, it, what's your technique? I know every parent's got a little bit of a different technique. Well, I mean, I'm sad I have to say this, but it helps to be married and it helps to have both parents in one house because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't grow up that way. So I'm glad my kids can. Yeah, yeah. And real but, quick, you, uh, you you have you have how many kids? I have two kids: of a five year old son, a three year old son, and a daughter. Doing on July fourth. Congratulations! Are you excited? Thank you. I'm quite excited. First. I didn't know that I wanted a girl until it was like, it's a girl. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> well, that that third boy, just it just you just have like a destruction crew. You know, it's like raising three grots at that point that are just going to destroy everything. Um, yeah, and, and really, they become ogres real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Soren, the mad lad. Thank you so much for all those gift subs, my man. Um, nice. <laughs> Horror show minis, Soshi games, uh, matter. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the enjoy the emotes, compliments of Soren there. Um, and Soren is just as much of a good dude in person. Can confirm. Can so. confirm. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Did you? Did you actually take him out? Because uh, he says he paints. He doesn't play. Were you guilty of like getting him to actually play? Was that you? <laughs> I uh, I am guilty. Well. We were on. I was. It was the rerolling ones Discord that got that started because I was just kind of venting on there, like, eh, "I need some Slanesh players. I want to play Slanesh. Nobody plays Slanesh here, and I need to get beat up more." And uh, they're like, "Well, this guy does." And I was like, "Oh, he does. Cool. Where are you from?" He's like, "Well, I'm from like an hour from you." I'm like, oh, well, want to want to record a bat rap? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, sure." And uh, that turned into, "By the way, I'm running a tournament soon," and then he informed me he'd never played a game, and I was like. I've seen your models, and I know who you are by proxy. I didn't know I knew who you are, but I, I do. And uh, never played a game. Okay. And the tournament starts, and there's this really outgoing outgoing guy with the Slanesh army uh, at it, and he's talking to everybody, and I'm like, this guy's great. I'm really happy that everybody's nice. This is uh, already starting off great. Mm-hmm. He introduced me, and hey, good to see you. I'm like, good to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I'm Soren." Oh, okay, I get it now. A little slow in the uptake. You'll have to forgive me. Well, and, uh, go ahead. No, no, I've got a. So uh, I can't remember who, who the gentleman was, but like, so like, I've been waiting for someone to recognize me from like, uh, <laughs> from like Twitch or, or or Twitter or things like that. Uh, since I it kind of started rank cast, and I didn't realize I had been waiting for it. Because most people I go to the, with the tournaments, they knew me from the tournaments first, rant cast came later, and so I didn't really, like, there weren't people who didn't, like, already know me just from that, so I'm, like, still waiting, so, so, like, I have to go outside of my region to go to the bigger tournaments, and so I went to Holy Havoc, 
and someone's like, hey, you're Mephisto from Twitch. Or you're Mef- you're Mephisto from from Twitter. I'm like I am. Thank you. And I'm like I just thanked somebody for, for <laughs> saying who I am. Like they didn't say like like you're Mephisto. You make a great show. And I'm like oh yeah, thank you. I was so eager to be recognized that I immediately <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just, <laughs> like I'm just fucking Breaking Bad here. Like <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I mean, Soren. Uh, speaking of like parenting, like he's got he's got teenage girls. Like gaming is almost his coping mechanism for <laughs> for parenting. Um, <laughs> so um, before we kind of get back to that, we were we were kind of discussing your your origin story here. Oh, yeah. uh, when did you get into Age of Sigmar? Then were you just kind of all the way through? Did you? take a break like many of us do or, or how that it go? was by pure accident i sold off those uh warhammer dark elves got at least a decade ago mm-hmm. and uh to some friends and i was playing D again i go in and out of playing D and in and out of playing like dresden files rpg or like 7c and all these things but uh me and my cousin and my cousin sean who's also on the channel my friend brian also on the channel uh we're playing D with my wife and Sean's son. Because, by the way, everybody on the channel is a parent. <laughs> they all have kids. Uh, like, um, this this is, this could practically be the brand at this point. <laughs> exactly, yeah, because Brian has two daughters. Uh, Sean has a son, and I have two with, with three. The third on the way. I mean, it's a lot of kids. Uh, but I we were playing D&D and getting real into it and deciding, hey, we, we should get some miniatures for our characters, you know, but minis, like, I'm old and don't keep up with the times a lot, so it was like, you know, minis, they don't really make minis, do they? Aside from, like, Games Workshop stuff? And apparently they do, spoiler alert, and then I was like, yeah, I don't like it. And so I went to the store and I was like, I know Warhammer makes minis, I used to have Warhammer models, they were good back, you know, in 2000, and this is like 2014 when I'm saying this conversation. Right, right. And uh, somewhere around there, it wasn't that early. Anyway, was it Tuesday? No, it was Wednesday. Doesn't matter for the story. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, went to a local gaming store that I often frequented in my youth when I was avidly into competitive Legend of the Five Rings collectible card game. And they had some Warhammer models. And I was like, hey, there's some fantasy looking models. I think the logo doesn't look right. It says Warhammer. I don't know what Age of Sigmar is. Eh, it must be an expansion. Anyway, those are fantasy. I'll take it. What are these paladins? I don't remember paladins being in Warhammer. Uh, what are the, what is this? Stormcast Eternals. That's weird. Anyway, it was a Storm of Sigmar box. So it was like 35 bucks for three paladins and like five berserkers and some armored guys that look bloody. I'll take it. That's a great deal for that many miniatures. And uh, yeah, so I, I got into that and... Uh, by pure accident, not, not accident, by pure chance, we were, were like, yeah, by the way, I bought these because they're great for D&D. And there's a rule set for the game. Uh, I guess fantasy's evolved into something else. But hey, if we get bored and don't want to play D&D or have some downtime, we could learn this game and play it. Anyway, aside. <laughs> so so did... Go oh, go on. No, no, finish your story. Finish your story. Oh, it's the, so from there, I started reading the rules more because I've got a bit of an obsessive personality. And... I was like, hey, this is actually really solid. Like, the rules are, like, on two sheets of paper. Like, I didn't play Warhammer Fantasy Battles because it was a novel, and yes. I couldn't get one that was available in the area, and the, 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 like, one guy that played, played Vampire Accounts or whatever, didn't know anything about Dark Elves and didn't want to teach. I thought he was a jerk for it at the time. 
till I finally got a core rule book and read it and I was like, I would not want to teach this to someone either. This yeah. is a lot to teach somebody. I mean, it's it's a lot easier. And this is this is true now, though it's less like the bar is lower, but it was true then. It's a lot easier to get into Warhammer with with a friend, like alongside somebody. So that you can be like sort of exploring it as you go, like you kind of like, oh, this is how this works. And like, no, 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 I think it works this way. And you have that rapport. Let alone like you go back to, you know, the, the, like the, the medieval ages, the dark ages pre-internet when you couldn't just look up like Vince Venturella telling you how to paint on the internet or some guy's bat rap or, 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 or learn to play rules like videos, you know, like it, it, it gaming Part of the reason gaming's popularity has increased, I, I constantly like say it's Stranger Things' fault, but that's you know mostly <laughs> a joke. Um, it's it's the internet. It's gaming oh, yeah. is more accessible more accessible than it ever was. It's probably World of Warcraft's fault more than anything. It certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you you had millions of people suddenly become gamers that weren't before. I mean, the number of the number of legacy. MMO players, and by legacy I mean came from like UO, Dark Age of Camelot, and yeah. and and EverQuest was yeah. far fewer than the just the people whose first MMO was World of Warcraft. So, yeah, the, Sean and Brian are both they were both hardcore into uh, EverQuest. But it's it's funny you talk about the availability of just information in general about games because you know back when I got into you know. Circling back to the Dark Elf Army, the Warhammer Fantasy Battle era, uh, I painted those models myself, most of them. Some of them were pre-painted, which was great for me. But I got in my dad's garage and got paint that I found at, at, I guess, Walmart. I got whatever cheap paint I could find that said it could go on plastic. I might not even check that much. But uh, there was no... Again, I had dial-up internet at maybe by the time I almost graduated high school. And so there's no YouTube. There's no, like, let me ask Google, because, you know, it's like, I don't know if AOL Messenger has an option for this. Uh, there's no, and in the area, there weren't any, like, places that sold up-to-date White Dwarf magazines. So it was like, I can go get, like, a half-torn-apart missing page White Dwarf from a half-price books, or I can just kind of figure out what this is. And uh, I started painting myself. I went straight from the acrylic paint, that it may have been out of the squeeze tube onto the model. Mm. And if it didn't stick right, I would just keep spreading it until it did. So I've got like a bunch of chunky red and black old edgelord dark elves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some, uh, some like some of the old, old like resin skeletons, uh, the ones that, and I, they were dipped with red eyes. So they were actually <laughs> like the dip style. Um, with like a whatever the the whitish bonish color was back then, and then I just blotted red glowing eyes on them. That was, <laughs> I mean, but I was I was like this was like sixth grade when I got into into AOL or into Warhammer Fantasy, so I'd, I'd have to do math. Actually, Brent said something earlier on here, uh, real quick. Um, where was it? Where? Uh, he said, uh, "I never thought I would be interested in models outside GW. Tabletop gaming is more prevalent than it used to be." Uh, and then later on, he said Rick Priestley made like a general version of all his models. Uh, what did you mean by that, Brent? Did he like um, he made a general version? So like he had like some that he specifically made because this is of course like one of the people credited for creating Warhammer. Did he make some like non like Warhammer models? Is that what you're talking about? And then I've got a question here first. And uh, thanks for the biddies there, Soren. 
Uh, you have to announce the news that there are new releases this month. Scoop that news. Ah, uh, you get you just go watch Warhammer Weekly for the news. <laughs> you don't need me to do that. Um, heavy body. I wish I started with those. Uh, rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> what is going on in chat gang here, guys? <laughs> okay, Lords of Error. Right, right, yeah, but like so, accessibility of 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 of, of gaming, uh, learning to play. So, did you then? It, it sounds like you were kind of gravitating towards like trying to hobby. Yes, I was trying. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. so hard. <laughs> I was also failing wonderfully. So, well, I mean, failure is just material when you're when you're a dirty right. creative. Like failure is just material. That's all it is. Um, well, I, and because I have a bit of masochism in me, it's a. Uh, those models that I sold off, that I painted and then eventually sold off, my friends gave back to me after I started the channel uh, recording battle reports. So actually, anytime I have any Darkling Covens or Cities stuff with Dark Elves, it's those models. That's amazing. It's the ones that I got back in like 2000. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm actually like, uh, you, you mentioned D&D is kind of like actually your like anchor point. Was that... Yeah. Like, did you like? Did you get into D and D like kind of organically? Were you one of the hero quests to D and D? Like, how, how did was D and D just? Oh the no, my point? uncle, Sean's father, uh, my uncle. Uh, he's he's passed away, but he was uh, he was always into D and D from like when it started, as in when it was invented, and you know, very you know the Gary Gygax era. Yeah. And uh, so he, we grew up. Because me and my cousin are more like brothers. We were around each other all the time growing up. And uh, his dad is, was just hardcore into role-playing. And so we would be at the house, and he'd have all his friends over doing a role-playing game. And you'd hear a bunch of old guys yelling at each other and rolling dice and talking like goblins and doing whatever. Uh, so we were introduced at a very young age. Basically, as soon as we were able to handle being at a table and listen to rules, uh, we started playing Dungeons & Dragons. So we started with... Uh, Whatever was before second edition is when we both started. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I mean, the, the early origins of D&D, because it had, like, the advanced guides, and then it had, like, these little... I mean, that's where... I started in AD&D, um, but even then, it was, like, the game I played the least. It was really TMNT by Palladium Books that I, like, was my, oh. my gateway oh. drug. Palladium. Um, I, I'm sorry to go on this tangent already, but the fact that you even know about Palladium at all just does my heart so much good. And when I accidentally stumbled upon that picture in your Discord, I was like, that looks like, that looks like Riff's art, man. I'm yeah. just Riff. Like, that is Riff's art. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, There's a there, we have a secret Riff's game. It's just uh, it's just me, uh, Haywo, uh, and my buddy Sam. Sam, of course, uh, I talk about Sam a lot. Uh, he does not have an online presence whatsoever. Um, apart from a discord and like a Facebook that he never checks. Um, he, he's my, like, he's my oldest friend. Uh, like we're talking, uh, like sixth grade is when I met him. Uh, we had shared homeroom together. Uh, I walked over to his house one day, uh, to play cause I had already played like D and D a little bit. And he's like, oh yeah, I like, oh yeah, I, you know, we talked about video games and RPGs. So went to his house, Rolled up a freaking TMNT character while I'm sitting there. I look over on his shelf and he's got like Prince Imric or whatever on the dragon, like old school. So this would have been like, oh God, like 98 or something like that. 96, 97. I'm mean, sixth grade. I have to do math. Long ass time ago. And that was, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that. And, and so I played, I gamed with Sam all the way through high school, went off to college, met Joe in college. 
and Sam ended up transferring from his university to the same college I was going to. So then, like, it's just been like the like the Triforce of like <laughs> ever since. Uh, and so uh, yeah, so Sam, Sam, we're running a secret riffs campaign. Uh, Sam's DMing, and he's just kind of jumping through every major plot event of the the narrative of it. So we're starting That's with awesome. the Me- we're starting with the mechanoids invasion. Uh, we'll do uh, Rifts Africa. We'll build our way up to like the Tolkien Wars. We'll do Juicer Uprisings. So we're gonna go through all the major plot events in order. Uh, and we've got a shifter, so we're like it's just like time cops. We're just like skipping. <laughs> we're just we're just shifting through time and like and, and it's it's great. It's it's been a lot. It's been a blast. But yeah, if you're ever in the Discord, and this is this is for you, Chat Gang. Uh, if you are in Chat Gang, you are allowed to join the Discord. Maybe Tomb King Tristan before he has to go play Soul Down, uh, Soulbound and Down here on Twitch in a, about half an hour. Maybe he can put up the Discord link for everybody. Um, yeah, if you're in Discord and you see the if you ever happen to be around, we we move the secret time around. It's kind of like Fight Club. You have no idea when Secret Rifts is going on. <laughs> But when uh, Secret Rifts is happening, uh, if you end up in the RPG section of Discord, you'll see like the Rifts photos getting shared and stuff. It's 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 fun. It's a lot of fun. But. That was like finding gold for me, seeing that somebody even still plays it, or it, that somebody I know does play it. I God, I just I love that world. I love the system. I love the ideas. It's it's really cool. I mean, honestly, it is a clunky system, but I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean. It, it's weird because I mean I just had Vince Venturell on. He's of course like he's designed games. We talked about that on Forty Nine Rankcast, talking a lot about Soulbound, doing a little bit more of a deeper dive. Uh, he loves riffs too, and I just I'm utterly fascinated really? because he is a very like a very savvy mind for rules and design and and riffs. Palladium's rules are flawed. They are deeply flawed. Uh, they're inconsistent. They like copy paste rules from like books that they printed in the eighties <laughs> into like new books that they printed like you know a couple years ago. And like they still, it still costs a million dollars for a tape recorder, a tape recorder <laughs> in a robot. And you're just like a million dollars for a tape recorder in a robot. And there's all these like weird quirks in the system. Uh, it's got a, it's got like. It's got a like an armor rating system or AR, and then it, there's a difference between AR and natural AR. And AR is meaningless when it's MD combat, and then there's well, well then your then your weapons have either structural damage capacity or mega damage capacity. Right, right, one right. Can't hurt the other, but one completely annihilates the other. Yeah, one. yeah. One point of MD is a hundred points of SDC. <laughs> if you're an SDC being, you can't you can't survive. Even if you have 200 SDC, you can't survive a single point of MD because there's a weird conversion O rate. It's just, it's so crazy. It's so over the top. And and it's like, it's, 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 I, it really is like kind of an exercise in flaws as features. I think, like, I, I talk about the sharp edges all the time. Um, and this comes from like my artistic brain. Like, um, you know, you, you're getting to a point where like music can be made perfectly by robots right now. You know, like. <laughs> It could be like ro- like it can robots count to four really well. So like this is <laughs> and most music just kind of counts to four. Um, and so robots could just mix and blend things in measures of four really yeah. easily. Um, and with synthesizers and and like auto tune and stuff like that, like it all of the like imperfection of music is being polished out. Which you look at like Kurt, Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. The thing that made Nirvana huge was it was ugly. You know, like it was not... I mean, that was what grunge was. You know, 
it, it's Lone Star and Vampire Kings. New West. Always New West. Yes. New West. Uh, that, basically, those three books are all I would ever use after new, a while. <laughs> new West is the best. But, like, but like when, but I, I talk about, like, in art, like, when you can feel the artist behind the thing, you know, because artists are imperfect, and it's those quirks that that artist's voice is essentially born of the imperfections of the artist that they've tailored and honed over time. Um, except for Prince, he was perfect. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, funny, it's funny you say all that. Cause I, uh, I'm a musician as well, but I, I came up when I really started performing a lot, I uh, came up with death metal and black metal and stuff like that. And it's like super fast and super intense, but no one knew what a metronome was. No one knew what time signatures were. And it was just, yeah, I'm going to play fast. I'm going to play heavy and it's going to be like this. And it goes with this riff and do it. Like, yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. I'm going to growl over that. And like, I I totally get what you mean about how like the, these days, death metal, I'm going on a real. This is fine. Deep dive. Yeah. But, uh, death metal these days has been affected by that as well. Uh, because it's all like perfectly timed and a lot of the drums are if not programmed they're played so tightly which is one uh, testament to the talent of these people but uh it's it's a it's almost robotic now too it's to the point where like that sounds like a machine and not in a good way <laughs> mm-hmm. well like freddie mercury is is uh another one of those examples of like I mean, his octave range is five octaves confirmed. There's a legend that he had six octaves, but he didn't hit the sixth octave because his voice sounded alien, and he didn't want the <laughs> audience to to like discorporate from 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 the sound that was Queen. But like, there's a lot of stories about like because of his teeth, how he had to like essentially enunciate around his teeth, and that really created this this robust. It's that imperfection that essentially drove. Freddie Mercury, one of the most prolific voices in all of rock and roll, to, to have this truly distinct... You could pick Freddie Mercury out of, you know, anything. And because of that that imperfection, it's... it's. I mean, even though his sound ultimately was refined down to this just beautiful angel's choir of singing, it was that it started from that imperfection of, like, having to, like... You know, and they, they played it up a little bit in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, how he, like, you know... Like, it was... Was it uh, Rami? Rami? Yeah, I don't know his name. The, the actor did a fantastic job. Actually, uh, did the did the uh, he played the villain in Until Dawn, and I <laughs> I have some Until Dawn streams up. And Rami Malek, I was like, this guy is amazing, and he needs to be in everything. And like, and then <laughs> someone's like, did you know that he's about to play? He's about to play Freddie Mercury. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's so he's he's so great in that in that game though. That game is worth it if you love like schlocky eighties horror and you like video games because it's like you are the the mass murderer, and then you're just like killing a bunch of dopey idiot teenagers in like it's 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 kind of got that like cabin of the woods vibe to it. It's it's really cool. Oh, it's really really cool. Um, yes. So perfect episode one hundred can be death metal music. Yeah. I, so I don't know if you know this, but Twitter. Uh, so this is the fifty episode of of Rantcast. The, we're not doing anything special. It's 50 episodes. Yay. Cool. We, we did it. We made it. Um, but at episode 100, it's going to be Rantcast the Musical. <laughs> so you're invited back on for that. You can like shred guitar or, if you'd like. Or what, what, what instrument did you play or what instruments perhaps? I uh, mostly played guitar and bass, but also did a lot of vocals in a, several different capacities. Yep. Perfect. Uh, like Perfect in, uh, for 2004, 
I toured Europe in 2004 with a death metal band as their vocalist. So, <laughs> right on. But it's funny that you say that about Freddie Mercury's teeth affecting his voice because I don't I don't know if this comes across right, but like, uh, I can't I can't quite see. Yeah, oh well. But I've got really messed up bottom teeth. Like they're all everybody's fighting for the same spot, and uh, it affects where my tongue can be placed in my mouth, and that's actually kind of helped me with all my vocals because it may i know death metal is just growling black metal is just screaming but i, I can sing too but uh it's all the same techniques for all those different styles uh it's just the only thing different is air manipulation is how you manipulate the air you're diet you're using your diaphragm yeah. and stuff like that yeah. yeah it's all how you do it but you know even death metal if you do it right and don't injure yourself it's all diaphragm too but you can get the sounds wrong and destroy your throat but you can do it the right way and actually. Well, that's uh, what the the uh, the AFI guy. They were death metal right before they went radio punk or whatever. He ruined his vocal cords doing it wrong or whatever, right? Yeah, and like the they're, that, I don't know what it's called. I guess screamo, but like Trivium. If anybody's heard of them, the singer at Trivium destroyed his voice because he used to do his screams wrong. Because you can do it where you manipulate it and the air is like all way up in your throat. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it lower and push the air from your diaphragm. See, I, see, I get a, I get it caught in my throat, so I can't sing death metal because I know I'll blow up my vocal cords. <laughs> like I know, like I, I don't have the technique. Um, yes, yes, death metal uh, requires technique. Like it's it's crazy to to think that like you know, like something that's just so guttural is like yeah, that you have to try really hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like pushing as much air as you possibly can up and then immediately choking it out in your throat in different ways to get different octaves so yeah, it's weird and then uh soren the four i love the four horsemen from riffs africa especially death he will not attack you until you attack yeah. him he'll just scare the hell out of you yeah yeah it's it they, they got the flavor across it, it it really really great stuff like if you guys soulbound has brought attention back to the, the humble rpg and that's how we got on this whole tangent to begin with um I, I love that Soulbound's done this. I think it's a really good opportunity for people who like love RPGs but haven't played in a while to rediscover their love for RPGs. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for people who have always been interested in RPGs to to jump on board. Uh, you know that they haven't really had that like bridge in that bridgeway in. Uh, now you do Soulbound. It's it's easy and quite uh, quite honestly, I think Soulbound is a great salve for what's going on in the world right now. Um, RPGs, you don't need nothing. But your imagination. <laughs> you don't need anything but your imagination and two to five willing participants. You know, uh, dice. Well, the great, great thing about Soulbound too is, uh, you know, since we're talking about riffs, it's like two ends of the spectrum as far as mechanics go. Not only does Soulbound have an awesome story that everybody that's in the Warhammer world knows, but even that are outside of it can learn quickly by reading the book. But the mechanics are also as inviting. And is easy to understand. Yeah, you know, like riffs is fantastic, and I'm going to be one of the bigger fanboys forever. Not exactly the easiest system to learn. Soulbound, however, I mean, in one night you could be playing a game. Yeah, well, I mean, especially with the character creation, the archetypes. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Vince and I did talk a lot more at length about like designing your own character. I think, but uh, and he's got uh, next week. I believe they're doing their uh, their Soulbound episode actually on Warhammer Weekly. He's going to have like some of the Australians on. Uh, that designed it and some of the playtesters. Uh, remember, you don't blame them. You blame me specifically. Uh, I'm a playtester <laughs> that phoned it in the most. Um, oh, I can't blame Luke for anything? <laughs> no, you can't blame Luke. Sorry, it's just me. Aww. No, just me. Uh, and none of the Mortal Realms guys that tested it, you got to blame me. Sorry. 
Uh, I'm the one who phoned it in the most. Uh, confirmed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you, you, you can... <laughs> Brentwood, thanks for the biddies, bud. Um, you can... Uh, you you can really get going in in a, in a in a session, especially with like Vince's uh, little spreadsheet document he made. Uh, you can get it in Dropbox on his on his Twitter. Um, it's I mean you can you can you can get right into it. the The layers build out from there, which is what I always love about mechanics. When you have a simple mechanic that can be really deep and robust, the more layers you add onto it. Um, there's some there's some uh, you know there's some clunkiness to it, um, but like you said, it's really easy to get into. Um, riffs, I don't feel like teaching people riffs right now. So I'm like your, I'm like the fr- the the people you knew with Warhammer back in the day. That's how I'm with riffs. Like I just, I can't. And it, it goes deeper than that because, like, even if I meet somebody who knows riffs and Palladium games, well, you don't know how we play riffs and Palladium games because we've yeah. heavily modded the game to even to function and fit our our way so like oh yeah that's so true because we did the same thing you have to it's hard to function by the book because you can't function by the book it has the rules but they're not going to work when you start playing ultimate edition it was a really good band-aid but it's not perfect so yeah but like um i'm sorry i cut you off there Oh, no, I mean, you're talking about riffs, so I could sit here and listen all day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is this is a riffs podcast now, episode 50. Um, <laughs> so, um, making sure I didn't miss anything in Rankcast here. Uh, you will have a tourney as soon as able. So you did run a tournament. How, how did that go? Uh, it went wonderfully, uh, I, I thought. It seemed... Uh, I almost said your real name, Soren. Uh, tell me if I can or can't say your real name, by the way. Soren... Uh, seemed to enjoy himself uh didn't he take he, second or third he got second place and the reason not aside from being awesome on its own uh he had never played his first game until that tournament so his first game was a tournament it was a thousand point tournament by the way because the intent was to get newer people in mm-hmm. to where hey these games are gonna be competitive but it's not overwhelming or scary because it's not a big full game so you can afford to build an army for this and you can try get you step your feet in, you know, dip your feet in the water for a competitive scene to see if you like it. Because you know, there's around Texas, there's a huge amount of support for narrative and like path to glory and you know the hobby itself, painting, building, which is awesome. Uh, but there's uh, while there is a lot of support for competitive, there's not. Uh, I don't think there's enough uh, for people that are starting. You know, if once you're fully in the competitive scene, like Texas is fantastic. We got tournaments all the time. You got defenders of the Citadel guys. You got Austin, San Antonio. Like, there's so many, uh, so many great opportunities to play full tournaments. But I know for me, I basically approached it like, what would I have liked, and what would have I, what would I have enjoyed and been willing to do getting into the game? Mm-hmm. And I want to get more people, more people into it. It's the whole reason I do rules videos, is because I don't want that stuff to be secret. I don't want to be like, ha ha ha, I know this rule and you well, don't. The, yeah, the gotcha, it, it kind of, kind of, kind of extract the gotchas from, yeah, from, from some of the the more obscure tactics, right? Um, what's an example of one of the, one of these videos you've done? Uh, it's it's a series called Now You Know and has like a twin tailed rainbow comet. It's kind of a nod to the more you know and the star. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, you know on Razor Tree Productions YouTube. It's and now you know video series, and I'll do things like all the basic rules have been covered. The rulebook is free. There's a lot of how to play videos from you know Games Workshop themselves, Mini War Gaming. They're all over the place. Uh, so I wanted to kind of go into the obscure, weird interactions that you'll come across. The things that 
when you start playing, you're going to have a question about even if you're reading the rule right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And luckily, with the way Age of Sigmar is running, there's a bevy of FAQs and uh, uh, designers commentary on top of the rules themselves being written well now uh, that I just kind of combine all that together and make it real quick, like five minute or less videos of like, hey, here's three rules that uh, work strangely, but here's some situations you can be in. Here's how it works. Here's how you deal with it uh, in and out. So you can just kind of jump in, jump out, pick out what you want to see, what you want to uh, learn. And mm -hmm. I, I want it to be easily digestible because if I had like a full on rules video and somebody they get dry new. Yeah, exactly. Somebody new walked they in and was dry. like, oh, how long is this video? 30 minutes. I ah, forget it. I'll do it later. But you look at like three minutes, five minutes. You're like, yeah, I'll listen. I'll, I'll see listen. what I have. Yeah, yeah there's even all, a... all of a sudden people are learning. People are learning some of the more rules, and it's more of an even play playing field for everyone from the narrative side all the way to the competitive side. Well, well, this is this is building parity in in gaming, and I think that's just I think that's just necessary. That's very that's a subject very close to my heart. Is is just making like the more parity in the in in the community when it comes to rules and play the as far as the player base and the player knowledge goes when parity in those in those aspects because there is some there is some theory to incongruence in game mechanics um we were talking about imperfections of rule design uh, a little bit earlier but like actually having an imbalanced meta can force innovation but like in terms of player knowledge the parity fewer gotcha moments um understanding our rules better which is where like something like davis ford's aos reminders uh is that really is great amazing. yeah and like like charges i remember having to like talk to you know try to explain to somebody how van hells interacts with with a with a charge so if i charge i kill your like i kill i kill your chaff that second pile and i can pile i can still pile in and, and just use that movement even if i've killed the unit and get essentially three inches of, of movement padded onto my thing. Or if you charge with two units, kill it, you can still get that second pile in with your other unit and still just take that free movement. And just, just trying to explain that, like, when you charge, essentially, with the exception of one Slanesh thing that says specifically you do not get to pile yeah. it, um, you know, you get to make that pile in move. And, and uh, you know, having that, not having someone be surprised by that at the table makes it a better experience for them and you. Because now you're Absolutely. not taking time away from the game to have to explain it. You're not insulting their intelligence if, like, they kind of know it, but then you're like, oh, no, it totally worked. You know, like, just just going in, the high, it's a higher caliber of game in terms of tactics because more people are on the same page with, like, what they can do. And it's a, it's a higher quality of game in terms of you don't have to argue or, or call a judge over or, like, swipe through your phone uh, for, like, the FAQ. Um you know, sometimes you end up on Reddit because, like, the FAQ isn't as, quite as clear as, like, you hope or... Yeah, yeah, right. it's, it's just... it's just That's Perfect reasons why I'm trying to address this stuff. Because, you know, if I go into... I'm mostly a competitive player, although I absolutely love narrative and get into it even in my competitive games. I want to lose to tactics. I want to win by tactics. I don't want to lose because I don't didn't know a rule. I don't want to win because somebody forgot a rule. You know that's it's cheap. It cheapens it to me, and it's just not as fun. And then they're you're going to beat yourself over that up over that. Uh, you know, it's like I had a lot of fun, but oh, if I'd remembered this, I would have won. If I knew this existed, or if I knew this actually interacted that way, I wouldn't have done what I did. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to go to the table as much as possible. You know, it's not yeah, yeah. Enough, as much as possible. I want to eliminate doubt. And a big thing too is I don't want an FAQ or an errata or an army change to happen because not enough people knew how an interaction actually worked. So they're like a rules change to happen because people didn't understand the rule 
where if they kept it, it would have functioned fine, but they had to change it because there wasn't enough understanding. Well, this is a lot the, of that this reminds- on the gold writers, but I want to do what I can to eliminate doubt and share rules knowledge, basically. Well, well this, this isn't too dissimilar for me just wanting, uh, like, to help players hashtag get good in general, you know. <laughs> Like something that you think is absolutely NPE or, or disgusting sometimes is, you know, sometimes it's just like, well, if you learn, like, if you learn the, like, the Achilles heel of this army, you'll never have a problem with it again type thing, you know, um, hashtag get good 2020. That's right. <laughs> hey, Juju, how's it going, my friend? I haven't seen you in a while. Thanks for stopping in. Um, <laughs> bad cat. Mephisto, I lost to Phoenix Guard, LOL. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing uh, That's nothing to be ashamed of. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, um, to be, he's, he's downplaying it, too, because to be fair, it was I had two 30-man units of Phoenix Guard in that army. That's that's a lot of points yeah. of Phoenix Guard. That's like half that's like that's that's like half of an army. That's <laughs> all you need, baby, trust me. <laughs> but uh yeah, he still destroyed both the units anyway. So it's like, oh I lost, yeah, barely by like one point and still almost tabled me. <laughs> see, I, I love see I like those those the um you know, the other thing I like to, to kind of uh teach or is to like, you know, finding enjoyment in a loss, you know? It, well, you're going to learn more from a loss than you'll ever, right, ever will. Win. Right. And I'm not I'm not advocating like being a total like masochist <laughs> and loving getting your ass kicked, but <laughs> but like, yeah, that, like that wasn't that wasn't you know free reign to crush everyone. Yeah, That's crush it. No, learn to learn to enjoy the loss. Like smell the glove. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like um, <laughs> puts uh, the loss on its sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> it puts the loss on its sheet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like like I'm not saying that. Like but but playing to learn the lesson as a pull. Like when you when you when things seem like you've lost hope in the game and you're like I'm going to lose. You know, training yourself to look for other win conditions or or lessons to learn or experiments to 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 achieve. Like, well, what happens if I charge this guy? This isn't the <laughs> optimal charge. Like, what what happens if I charge? You know, th- doing things like that. I think that could really enhance your enhance your play. And we we've talked about on previous shows like adding narratives to it. Like, if you have like General Smasher Fist Guard and like that's your you know your Orc Foot Troop dude and your his whole thing is like he loves killing generals. And you're like, okay, this game's out, but like now I'm gonna try to like kill your general with with this dude. Like, cool. <laughs> like you can add those little points of interest. And maybe that's the the soul bound in me coming back out because I'm just like I'm so keyed in on running this this game tomorrow. But uh, but yeah, like getting you your ha- you have big narratives for the armies you play, even your competitive yeah, army. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I don't do that thing where I I don't chuck more people where I roll up to the table and I tell them my narrative immediately. But I I play with an <laughs> I play with a with a with a narrative in mind and like a persona. Like I'm always my persona for the most part. So like I'm already when I get to the table, I'm already role playing because in order for me to play a competitive game, I have to trick myself into not being a nice guy. Otherwise, like I will sit there coaching someone to beat me the entire time. <laughs> uh, my wife gets onto me all the time for that. She's yeah. like, "Jared, stop it! What? What?" Just stop. You're, well, he's gonna win because you keep telling him. I'm like I know, but well, if if I can't get past that, he should. If he doesn't know it, he should. And I'm gonna make sure he does. And if I can't win and get past that thing that I know he can do, then it wasn't a win anyway. Like I need to be able to beat that. I'm gonna make him do it. Right. Right. No. No. That's how I feel about it. Is like if I'm not good enough to beat the thing I know you're supposed to do, then I don't deserve the win anyway. 
you know. But yeah, it's like I see a huge, I see a huge gap in my defenses. I left here. You should take it, and if you're not, uh, you should have. And I need to know that I left that defense. Yeah, because I'm not going to learn that lesson. I'm not going to learn that lesson unless I get shocked, right? Like, yeah, if yeah. you let me fix it, uh, I won't get shocked, and I won't get that operant conditioning to where I know. But that's me. Other people can like learn their lesson without being punished. You know, the that it, it's just we're all wired a little bit differently. Yeah, I'm Chris, my wife, she can you know, learn not to do things by watching and uh, just in life in general. And I never, that's a rare that to work for me <laughs> uh, in also in life in general. <laughs> well, see, I wonder if that has, so I'm, I'm, I'm the writer brain. Um, you know, like uh, I, I see the world in terms of like words and narratives and you know, um, I, I won't bore people with the minutia of it. Um, but that's a very, that's a very like, if then like, there's some feelsies involved. Uh, there's a little kinesthetics because of my personality involved. So like I need to experience, I need to fail because like I said at the, like early on failure is material for writing. Like if I screw something up, uh, you know, every chapter I write that I don't like, uh, it's just one step up the ladder to making something I do like, like, uh, people out there who don't need that, like to take the L to, to learn, or they don't need to like experience that stuff. Like, I envy him, man. That's that's awesome. Soren and his eighties yeah, marauders. I, I definitely like have to experience it. It's uh, it's hard to explain, uh, especially with real life interactions. When uh, it's like you know, you're probably gonna fail. That it's highly likely you're gonna fail. Yeah, I know. And you know how to avoid it. I do. Uh, why are you doing it? I want to know what the fail feels like. And I might not fail, by the way. Because yeah. I, I, I perpetually have that voice in the back of my head that's the dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the boxcars to win it, right? Like, <laughs> like I, I mean, that there's... I mean, that's part of the fun of Age of Sigmar, though, is those, those like, you're saying there's a chance moments. Mm. And then when it pays off, that's where you, like... Boom! And you just, you just, that's when the, when you're at a tournament, you hear that guy shout across the room. Just like, yes! Because they like, yep. they did the high risk play. Yeah, it's the Skaven rolling a one on their warp cannons. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm not traumatized. Or getting the, or getting the, or getting the 13 and summoning the freaking, uh, the warps here or whatever. Like, <laughs> like you just like lose your mind. Um, I, 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 those, those, those high highs, but so, so how many people did you actually have at your tournament, by the way? You mentioned a thousand points trying to get new people in, not to go way, uh, way back eight, in the way. Eight people, I think it was, yeah, it was the first tournament that I'd ever run. It was the first tournament that the store, uh, collected comics in Fort Worth, bump, but, uh, first Bing. tournament store had ever, <laughs> uh, run as well. So, I mean, I was happy with eight people and obviously Soren was there. That is, uh, that is, that is twice the amount of people that showed up to my first tournament. Really? Yeah. So, so you're already... Isn't it cool you can have four people at a tournament and it'd still be good, though? Yeah. I mean, we did round robin, three rounds. Everyone played yeah. everybody, and we, we made it work. So so it wasn't, it wasn't mean, too bad. In, in the end, you still got three games of Warhammer in, so I imagine everybody was still happy, right? Yeah, and uh, the look on, on Mark Ramchek's face when he won the, the soft score award... Of a waifu pillow was <laughs> fucking priceless. I will you had never. A waifu pillow as yeah, word. yeah. So for the soft scores for painting and sports, uh, we had waifu pillows. <laughs> pardon, pardon the language, but now I feel like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I was like, here's some razor tree dice. <laughs> no, 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 man. You gotta, 
couldn't afford to do anything, so I was like, "Shit, what yeah. do I have?" Yeah, yeah right. sorry. I get on, get on, get on my level. So <laughs> <laughs> waifu pillows. Yeah, I'm on it. No, I, I just, I have this wry sense of humor that doesn't turn off. You know, it's always the tongue in cheek. The like, I can't, I can't stop it. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, oh yeah, soft scores a pillow as a trophy. <laughs> like I thought the joke was fucking hilarious. You know, I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. Well, I'm just picturing like a Nagash waifu pillow or like oh. my, my Celestant Prime rocks me to sleep at night. Like gender bender Celestant Prime or Nagash <laughs> yeah. waifu pillows. Like, yeah. or Husbando. Like, if you, they drew like, like, like cute Nagash, you know, like I would love Nagash that. With like big hearts for us. Yeah, eyes. like cute, <laughs> like a cute chibi Nagash, like on the Husbando pillow. Like, ah, oh, it'd be Nagash awesome. Is all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like I can't wait to hug you with my hands of dust, like Desu. <laughs> like, <laughs> this pillow automatically casts protection of Nagash. Yeah, yeah, this pillow. Oh, the pillow gives you protection of Nagash. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't let those bad dreams get you. You get a five-up save and can teleport away from the nightmares. <laughs> You, I wish I could portray the images in my head. Oh man, it's I, all very anime heavy. Just <laughs> Mr. Buff, not a weeb. You're making me sweat laugh now. <laughs> sweat laugh. <laughs> it's like the meat sweats, but from laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, man. I, I oh. uh, no. just wow. Now I've got like all these waifu pillows with gender bending. I have all these crazy things. Like, all right, you know, here's your here's your Godrak. Gender bender, <laughs> God, gender bender Gotrick still still has sleep. yeah still has uh, still has the uh, uh, still has the uh, the beard though and uh, if like if you get into a pillow fight and uh, you knock someone over you can take a step and knock somebody else over with the pillow like <laughs> they're still in range pillow was half as big but twice as effective. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got twice the down and half the and half the length of pillow. <laughs> oh man! So, so tournament report's gonna get weird this year. But so listen, yeah, hear me out. <laughs> By the way, Mister Mephisto, I have a week of vacation in late July around my birthday and no place to go. Just saying, um, late July isn't that when NashCon is supposed to be? I believe. Um. We can get back to you on that. Um, see, I need to get out more. <laughs> I yeah no. So, see, I mean, this is so you know. Speaking of like you know, animu and all these things like that. I I I had kind of like a, a tumultuous upbringing. I mentioned it a few times on Rantcast. Um, I I didn't like really have parents directly, and so like I the the best part of being a parent for me has been actually like sculpting my own minions. Yes, and uh, and so I've I've been I've been allowed to like essentially curate my children's interests. Um, this is the nerd equivalent of vicariously living through my footballer like football playing son. <laughs> yep. Except I'm like I never had a dad to like take me to animu conventions and buy me wifey pillow waifu pillows. Damn it, you're gonna have a waifu pillow. No, 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 <laughs> not, not, we're not ready for the waifu pillow. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that's a decision they make on their own <laughs> right it is it is no but but no what it, i mean my, my method for, for parenting is, is very much the expose them to the things and then let them make their choices 
Yes, absolutely. I'm same way. Same way. So, so I mean, your kids though have to be getting to the. You said one's five. Um, what was the other three? Was the other yeah, three? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Five and three is enough to like eat your controllers, right? Um, yeah. Want to, but want to like completely copy you or like smash your model, which is what Lily three, my daughter, did, oh, to, man. did to Nagash. Um, Soren wants me to promote my wife's night haunt, so I'll do it with a story. Uh, first off, she has bright pink, sparkling, glittery night haunt that she calls her, her glitter bomb death squad. She, she's a very solid artist, too, by the way. Tulia on Twitch, uh, she often does her like sketching. She's been doing a lot of character art lately uh, on stream and stuff. So, so she's a, she's a pretty solid artist. Uh, but yeah, yeah the, so the gl- more art now too. Right on, right on. So uh, glitter bomb death squad. So we're I can't remember where we were taking it. Probably to my cousin's house, but uh. She had all of her night haunt in just a, the box they came in, just all painted up, everything sitting in the floorboard of our van. And my son had like an oversized uh, monster truck, and he just gets mad and is like, "Is that Lady Olander? Smash! Oh no! <laughs> Throws it right on top of Olander. Oh no! And uh, the shades of red that uh, basically my wife and I both turned. It was like just." <sighs> Yeah, can't do anything about it. Glue is fine, but yeah, she you wouldn't know that it broke by seeing it. But man, at the time when they, the first time your kid breaks your model, they they just shatter it. It's it's hard to get through, and you realize I'm getting mad that his toy broke my toy. Oh my god, that's funny. Let's <laughs> see, that's a little bit different from my take. So so um, I was actually at Nashcon. Speaking of Nashcon, uh, oh, nice. I've told this story Anyways. a couple times now. <laughs> yeah, I've told this story a couple times now. Um, I came back from Nashcon, so I've been away from. Uh, I've been doing tournaments for like a year solid. You know, NashCon was kind of like the second year of tournaments then. So my kids are familiar with me going away to tournaments. And I'll have to ask your perspective on like kids and, and if they're noticing dad and mom do content creation and how that, that is. So we'll, we'll pin that question for now. But but Lily and Colin, my kids, have noticed that I, 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 like, I go away for a tournament. They know I'm, I'm playing Age of Sigmar. So I came back. I like I set my stuff on the table. I'm in the process of like... You know, sort of ferrying the, my belongings upstairs, and Nagash is just sitting there on the on the dinner table because you know uh, he rides in the front seat shotgun. Uh, he doesn't ride in the in, in an army carrier. Come on, <laughs> nobody nobody puts Nagash in an army carrier. It's supposed to be like nobody puts baby in a corner. It, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't quite it didn't quite land, but I'm happy I attempted it. Um, I got it. <laughs> so so I so I'm taking my stuff upstairs. And um, in the time that like I, I get some stuff and I'm like putting things away, um, Molly comes upstairs. She she sits me down in my in my office chair and she goes, "Okay, uh, are you, you don't be mad." <laughs> but he she, looks so solid. And then she she pulls she pulls out like Nagash in like three pieces from behind her back, and I'm just like, so like I go downstairs and she's like, Lily feels really bad about it, and so I go downstairs and Lily's like in in the recliner like this, and I wasn't mad. And I have a temper. I mean, I'm I'm an Irish stereotype. Like I have the temper and everything. Um, I I'm passionate on the internet often, and I get angry as a joke. Of course, I have a real temper. Uh, me doing rant, doing like rants and stuff like that is is my way of taking the piss out myself because I know I have like a a, a real temper. You know, so it's if I turn it into a joke, then maybe I won't get really mad for real. Um, but uh, but I digress on that. So, I, but but like I expected to be mad. Like, I really did. Like, and Mo- when Molly showed it to me, like, I was sad initially because, like, oh, shit, my Nagash is broken. So immediately, like, with sadness. But she did a really good job. You know, my partner did a, a fantastic job of, like, centering me first. 
you know, and I, nice. that, that's just part of parenting, right? Like you gotta, you gotta have each other's back. Um, so I go downstairs and I see Lily and I'm like, Oh, and, and my, my, my initial reaction was just like, I go away to these tournaments, you know, one a month or one every two months. And she thinks daddy goes to play with this stuff. If I play with this stuff and I'm like daddy and I'm like, I can't be mad. She played with Nagash because she's like, yo, Nagash is the best. And she was right. <laughs> now she didn't have the, the full faculties to like not break him. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. And like, and, and now he's, now he's, he's put together. You can't tell he was ever broken to begin with. And I have a, a hobby goal this year. I don't know with COVID if I'm pushing it back because I just haven't been keeping up with my hobby. I haven't had the tournaments to motivate me uh, to like get stuff done. And, and I need that external motivation. Uh, as many people I'm sure do. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if it'll be this year or if I'll push that back to like next year's hobby goal. But I want to do a, a new Nagash. Um, I'm going to do... Uh, uh, I saw this... Um, I think her name is Laura. Uh, I know where you're going with this. I saw... I I saw her 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 Nagash on Twitter. It oh, it's amazing uh, to steal to steal a, a Jack from rerolling ones term for him. It's swagash because he's just <laughs> he's just the most swag imaginable. Like he's standing, he's got this lean, he's holding the staff over the shoulder. Like uh, oh man, so good, so good. I'm like I was gonna do like a like a sort of like a, I had intended to do like the Nagash on the throne with the like the board lean. Some version of smug is really like <laughs> getting across here, um, but this was like this is peak Nagash. I mean, uh, I run him in Petrifex Elite right now. Uh, it's it, this says I'm going to walk towards you and fight you in melee. It's so good. Like the floating Nagash says I'm going to cast eight spells a turn and ruin your day. The other one says I'm going to I'm going to pimp walk up and hit you with my cane. It's so good. Is that a, is that a soul you got there? That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, broken funny. models. The mo the model I sent you, broken transit. Yeah, I, I, I glued it sitting in. It's got a place of honor at the top shelf in my curio cabinet behind me. Broken models are easier to fix than broken kids. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's funny. Th th at this point, my five-year-old and my three-year-old uh, know they'll go up to the models and say, can I hold it? Like, yeah, and even my three-year-old is like, I'll grab it by the base. There you go. <laughs> so, so they even know not to – they they can identify a model – and already see a model's a toy, but fragile. And we'll say, those are models. I like your models. To the point where I made a big move the other day where, where I record the battle reports in the house is like a back porch room that mm -hmm. converted into a room. And I was able to move all my bookcases of models out there in the open. And they're safe. Like, I don't have to keep them hidden from the kids anymore. They just will stand and look at them on the bookshelf or be like, Dad, can I grab a model? Yeah, you can. Do you know how? Yes, grab the base. Good, good job, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so to my, I mean, to, to my question about like, have they, so they've they've clearly noticed like this is a thing mom and dad do. They they have they started to take notice of the of like the the podcasting element, the the bat rep, and like surprisingly, yes. Um, it's also the point where I don't have to wait till they go to sleep to record battle reports anymore. This last battle report I posted is with me and Brian. I'm um, playing Hammer Hall, he's playing Skaven. But we were actually able to start that during the daytime uh, because the kids now, I just have to tell them, hey, we're about to record a battle report. I can really say that. I'm like, oh, okay, if I come in here, I'll be quiet. Perfect. If you're quiet, you can come in here. So, you know, sometimes my son, my oldest son is like right out of the shot. 
just watching the game. Mm-hmm. And that, that that does my heart good. First, that he's enjoying it. And second, that he's able to understand, like, oh, I don't need to talk because then, and he's actually said this, it's hard for dad to edit the audio if I talk while he's playing. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's amazing. How how did he, he gain this wisdom? Like, uh, I, I'll edit this stuff during the day because a, a battle report that ends up being hour and a half or so will take me six plus hours to edit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing it throughout the week because I don't have a lot of time to sit down. Uh, basically, there's an hour or two after the kids go to bed if they go to bed on time where I can spend to edit. And uh, so, you know, I'm my goal is to try to get one video out a week this whole year. And so far, I'm doing pretty good since Adepticon at home. Uh, but it's really hard to hold to that schedule when, A, I have a full-time job. I'm, I'm blessed to have been working this whole time. Right. Uh, and, B, marriage. C, two kids. Uh, I forgot what letter I'm on, but Q. Well, that's the parent alphabet. B, yeah, exactly. Q. Five. <laughs> Six purple uh, delta yeah. delta <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, grand, I live in my grandfather's house. Uh, we moved in here uh, about a year or two ago because he's ninety one, and he's he's got COPD and emphysema, is on oxygen and can function on his own, but can't live by himself. There's been incidents where we need to be here just in case. Right. Uh, right. There's a lot of stuff to juggle on top of editing, recording, writing because I, I don't just Despite what it may look like, I actually do plan out what I record. <laughs> so it, it takes time. Never tell them that. That's my <laughs> secret to Rantcast success. I don't take notes, anybody watching Rantcast. And I'm bad at winking. So I'm going to say wink. Um, <laughs> I don't take show notes. Uh, you can tell. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's So how do you, I mean, how do you do it, man? Like, how do you, how do you do it? When things were as they were before the temporary pandemic that we're in, uh, Chris and I would give each other a night uh, during the week where it was like, okay, so Tuesdays are my night. She takes the kids. I go and do whatever I want when I get home from work for however long I feel like. And that is when I would record battle reports or write uh, write content. Um, and for her, it, she would get like a Wednesday, for example, and I would take the kids and sometimes I was leaving the house because then she'd be like, I'm going to stream now. I'm going to start r- drawing again. I haven't been able to do that much. And we've kind of got into the system where we just juggle and take turns. And we have some scheduled time, which is hard because I am a very uh, sporadic, very uh, uh, spontaneous person. Mm. Uh, always have been. And you can keep that a little bit with kids, but you have to add scheduling, even on a small amount, to manage your time. Because time is so precious for me because I want to make sure that I'm providing for the family, but I also don't want to go insane. I want to make sure I still have my hobby. And, uh, you know, it, it's mutual. It, the fact that Chris, uh, she's a stay-at-home wife, too, uh, because that that is a full-time job with lots of overtime. And we honestly could not afford her to not be home with the kids. Uh so, I mean, I don't know if I've rambled on enough and made any points yet, but that's no. how I do it. No. <laughs> plan, plan, schedule, and teamwork. No, I've got, uh, I've actually got Chris's stream up here right now. She's working on this dwarf a little bit ago. It's pretty fantastic. Um, I think that this- is her, uh, her, her Soulbound character. Uh, the first one that I actually posted the video of on my channel, too. She streamed doing my uh, 
go, you know, going back on to something we talked about earlier is the how you have narratives for your army even when you're playing. I have narratives for mine too, and my maybe a kit bash of a knight Azeros where I used like all the I wanted to be from Gur. Hey, what's up, Gears? You want to say hi? We're talking about no, you. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. It's Mr. Mephisto. Hey. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Get him out the room. <laughs> it's Mephisto. Runs. <laughs> Um, uh, but I I do like having narratives as well. So I made a kit bash that's I wanted to like I know there's stormcasts that their souls originate from realms. But like, what if that actually came across and how they look after they're reforged? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I made a a Norton Knight Azeroth that has like a Griffhound head and the wings of a Star Eagle, the cape of a Vanguard Hunter, the body of a Vanguard Hunter, the legs of something. No, it was a body of an Azeroth. And like the tail of a Palador. It, it's crazy. His name's Archibald Tomerinder because I had the idea. What's up? One second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hitman, that, that is the power of improv. You're you're right. No, it's, um. I mean, I, I basically, for Rantcast, I follow a lot of the same tenets I do as a GM, where I have my, essentially my beats, my notes, uh, just little single sentence prompts for myself. But then from there, it's improv. Because in RPGs especially, you want to leave a ton of wiggle room for your players to have yeah. agency over the game. And in the case of Rantcast, the player is the guest. So you want the <laughs> guest to really have that space between my little my little beats. And that that's that's how this improv thing works. Crap, I told everyone my secret again. Shit. We're giving away so much. Yeah, yeah. Giving away giving away all the secrets today on Rantcast. Um, you know, sometimes that's why I, I don't post. It's hard for me to do the uh, video per week thing because... Uh, if I can't think of something in between battle reports uh, and, and I can't come up with something to write, I'm just not going to do a video. I'd rather not force it. I'd rather just have a dead week instead of a, hey, look, it's content. <laughs> and that's probably better for your, honestly, that's probably better for your mental health. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's uh, creator burnout is real. It's hard to um, to do stuff like at will all the time constantly you know you've got to kind of train yourself to i've i the rant cast schedule has actually helped me because i am i am a very chaotic person in terms of my organization and my the way my brain works like i'm spontaneous fly by the seat of my pants like i'm very much that type of person Ooh. wow thank you Sigma so much five Sigma. more five more subs hey let's do some multitasking here uh I really need to uh, take a bathroom break. And then and I, I can hear, go ahead and... Yeah, yeah. I hear that Soren has a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, you hear that Soren has a giveaway. So I'll go ahead and talk about the giveaway real quick. Uh, will you take a quick break? See, ha! I'm not the one leaving my own podcast this time, everybody. <laughs> uh, Soren, thank you so much for those gift subs. Uh, Requisen, Physics, Sassy, uh, Ezerath, William... Uh, enjoy, enjoy all the emotes. Uh, be sure to uh, to spam those Mister Meff smugs and chat gang emotes at your leisure. Uh, real quick though, uh, throughout the month of May, we are still in the month of May. Uh, I am doing the Soren new player giveaway. Uh, essentially, Soren here has sponsored a, a giveaway. It's a box of Stormcast uh, between a thousand fifteen hundred points somewhere around there, plus gaming implements uh, like you know tape measure, dice. Uh, it's got the base, the core rule book. Um, all the rules you need for the models that are contained within the box, but basically it's, it's a, it's a good collection. It's enough to get you started in the game of Age of Sigmar. You, you can play a thousand points out the box, basically, um, throw in another, 
you know, seasoned to taste with your own 500 points of something else, and and uh, you've got yourself a whole army. Uh, this is for new players, um, so you know, uh, I w- the way you enter is going to be go on to YouTube. These vo- the uh, the vods always end up on on YouTube. Uh, so go on YouTube, comment on any of one of my videos throughout the month of May, mention the giveaway, uh, mention that you're a new player, and uh, tell me a little bit of why you're getting into Age of Sigmar, what's drawn you to this game specifically. Uh, you may enter on behalf of a friend because, face it, we want to indoctrinate people to the greatest uh, uh, to the greatest community in gaming. Uh, so obviously, you know, you've got spouses, friends, relatives that you're trying to, trying to get playing this game. Uh, one entry right now is actually a person who runs a gaming club for a, a lesser privileged. Uh, I mean, that's really cool. Trying to get like an army for, for that, that gaming club. Uh, I mean, that's just awesome. That's how you spread the, the joy of gaming. Um, so yeah, you can enter on behalf of somebody. It's honor system. Don't be a douchebag. Um, you know. Uh, I, I would like to see some some photos of this stuff uh, come together on Twitter when you uh, when you uh, when you, whoever wins this box. So so yeah, that's how you enter. Uh, the giveaway will be during the ranties, uh, about halfway through the ranties. Uh, that is going to be the that is the a a inside joke a long time coming. Uh, it was always just a joke, but chat gang peer pressured me into making it an actual show. So the ranties are going to happen. It's an award ceremony. That's going to happen on, this is May, June 6th. That's a Saturday. Uh, about, I think it was 7 o'clock. So usual Rantcast time. Uh, I've got 10 awards to give away to Rantcast guests. So the various guests. Uh, a top secret panel of judges in Academy, you might say. Of, 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 of well-known individuals throughout the whole community have uh, kind of... I mean, it's in their hands. They're, they're the ones who, who pick the nominees and cast the votes. Uh, I'm just the host, so don't get mad uh, if you don't win something. Uh, <laughs> but but basically, that's going to be a live... That'll be a live award show for Rantcast guests, as selected by the Academy. Uh, not me. Uh, totally not me. Uh, so that, that that's going to happen. Ten awards, and right, right smack in the middle, uh, Lulu will come in. She'll draw a name from a literal hat uh, for who the winner is. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 6th is my 22nd anniversary of a marriage that has ended 10 years ago. LOL. Well, I mean, that's cool, I guess. Um, celebrate it the right way. Make it make it the anniversary of the Ranties and then have a sweet memory. <laughs> hey, Chris. Matt just said, hey, Chris. Hi, Matt. I told her she could take my place at any point if she wants. Yeah, she just, uh, just swap it. I mean, that, that real-time... Uh, uh, show off like real time parent like how parenting and 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 gaming works. But yeah, basically. Uh, now, welcome back. By the way, um, thank you. I miss Chris. She is awesome. Soren um, says in chat. Yeah. Um, so so I mean, parenting and, and 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 gaming and of course creating art and stuff like that is essentially obviously it helps to have a teammate. Um, but the schedule I think is 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 really what you landed on and. Just before you, you you kind of took a break there, uh, I think that's that's really key. Like I, I was kind of mentioning, yeah. is I my brain is pure chaos. I one of the best things is keeping rank cast to like once a week on a Thursday, um, because then my whole the the family just kind of is able to like uh, you know arrange around that. Uh, Colin knows Colin and Lily know not to bother Dad while he's doing his his, his doing the rant cast. Um, 
Whereas, like, if I do a live stream, that's a lot usually a lot more spontaneous. <clears throat> They'll just like meander in and out. They're yelling. They're throwing <laughs> things around. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, is I guess I was kind of asking about like them becoming aware of your gaming. Are they starting to game as well? And they they still have crazy attention spans where they enjoy it, but they don't really stay along more than a minute or two before they're distracted and want to do something else. But like they're really into it. Like I will, I've I've walked into the room because my table's permanently set up and the lights and everything. So I'll, for the first time in the channel, the last battle report I did was already ready before we got started. Uh, so they go and they'll play on the table. They'll play with their toys and be like, I've got big models. Look at this. He's my big monster. And they'll go grab dice and roll dice and then fight their toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're rolling to see how much damage they do. It's pretty funny. But I've, I've got a picture of my oldest when he was two years old sitting in his baby chair with a model and a paintbrush with paint watching a Duncan painting tutorial and sitting here just blah, 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 blah. See, I, I'm pretty proud of that. See, I, I think painting is actually a great way to spend time with your kids when it comes to this mm-hmm. hobby, specifically painting. It's creative. It engages them. And it, it maximizes their attention span because it's one yes. activity. Whereas a game of Age of Sigmar specifically, like, I mean, a lot's going on in a game of Sigmar. Um, yes. It can be really hard to get a kid to just, like, play AOS for an extended period of time. What Colin yeah. does is he just grabs a handful of models, and we play a simplified version. Um, nice. And, and Lily's finally, she's three, so she's finally showing an interest in, in doing stuff. Like, awesome. Hence the Nagash story earlier. Um, so so what, what Colin will do is he'll, like, line them up, and we start to measure now. Um, we just like give everything blanket the same rules and then roll dice just yeah. to get them used to measuring and rolling dice. So that's what we do together. Uh, I've actually now if you're if you're watching Rantcast back on YouTube or you're watching live right now, um, I've got this photo up here of me. Uh, this is seven years ago. Colin's a newborn. You can tell that it's Christmas uh, right around <laughs> Christmas from the uh, uh, from the the tablecloth on our table. Uh, he was born in November, so he's he's like a month old, uh, old enough to hold his head up about. Uh, I'm playing on my old uh, Gateway FX uh, gaming laptop, playing the game of League of Legends. I've got him sitting in the baby Bjorn. Uh, Molly was... I was I started out playing the game, and then Molly had to do something quick, so she just came in and, like, lassoed the baby Bjorn on me <laughs> and, like, threw Colin in it. Um, so then we got this, like, really funny photo of me, like, feeling kind of awkward, but... Uh, I mean, that's funny how that works, though, how, how you can just be handed a kid and you're just like, yeah, whatever. You don't even break stride. You're just like, I'm going to play this game. But here's a baby. All right, cool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's... <laughs> Sorry, My wife is uh, bringing me the ability to take part in the chat gang uh, drinking games. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. See. Man, now that's <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm a lucky man, but <laughs> just heavily imply it. Heavily. Uh, <laughs> I love LOL. I play it with my son, who is currently in the Navy. See, that's pretty awesome. You're also the first person I've ever set uh, seen say the words "I love LOL." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, God. You mean League of Legends? I get it now. Again, quick on the uptake sometimes. No, yeah, I know you got it. Um, 
even if you're just next to them while they play video games. Well, I, I think um, shared experiences, right, um, with family. I, I, one of the, the – this is my parenting thing. I'm not giving y'all necessarily advice or anything like that. But for me, because I grew up without family um, – you know, one, I've got a vendetta to, to, to have a good family and to, to really put in the work. And, and that's it's a good vendetta to have. Yeah, I, uh, but it, it is a vendetta. It's like, it's the most, like... <laughs> I'm going to family so hard. I'm going to... Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to family so damn hard. Um, part, of the, part of the reason, like, I've kind of, like... I don't want to say, like, lost interest in Age of Sigmar because I'm still very hyped for it. I still... I think my passion still comes through on Rantcast and stuff. But with, like, the COVID stuff, I had this, like, moment of re- reassessing my priorities... Where, like, you know, I could paint right now, but I don't have a tournament to get ready for, so I'm just going to go hang out with my kids. You know, like, it, it's been, it has kind of, like, where I've I've fallen into things. Um, but, like, this vendetta to be around my family, or this vendetta to, to be a good, to parent so good, um, one of the things that, that just is, it's just about sharing an experience with them. I, I like the thing that I noticed the most growing up was just not having anybody and how much it would have meant to me to just have someone physically there while I did something. So playing video games together, you know, I almost don't care what it is as long as you just do it with just do stuff with your kids, you know, like I'm not going to judge if it's if it's football or video games or puzzles or board, whatever it is. I, I mean, you, there might be more quality uses of your time, but honestly, just doing anything with your kids. You know, yeah, they're going to to ha- be able to look back and just have those memories of you being there with, I think, is is a world of difference um, for children. I, I, that works if you're a single parent um, or nuclear family or, or any of the, the, the any of the blends or, 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 or variants uh, uh, around it. Like just physically being there, it, I think, is, is the most important thing you could possibly do. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Soren uh, talks about in chat, time together is the most important part of any relationship. It can be something as simple as eating dinner together or being on your game system's phones in the same room. Uh, that's so true. We have a thing that we've always had as a family because it was big for me growing up since I was lucky to be able to experience this. Uh, but having dinner with the family every night and no electronics, no distractions, just all we have is our food and each other. So tell me about your day, and we, you know it can get kind of short and or comical when you have a five year old and three year old tell you about their day. But still, it's a process I want them to to know, and I want them to be involved in because you know <laughs> you have to be able to stop at some point to slow down. Yeah, exactly. Slow down. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. You got to slow down. Um, Lily's Lily's about her days are the best, by the way. So we do that too. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, you know, we're not supposed to have our phones at the table, but every now and then Molly will, or I will, depending like tonight I had my phone at the table. I said, you, you sent me a message. Hey, I'm ready for rant cast. I'm like finishing up dinner. Like, so I actually fit, I broke our rules by the way, but I didn't, you know, but I, you say that I felt that I was like, he just pulled his phone out. It's I'm not even joking. I was like, <laughs> I, I feel bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, but I did it. I did it for you, man. That's how much you mean to me. <laughs> Well, thank you, sir, scholar and or a gentleman. Yeah, 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 but not in that order. Um, <laughs> ask the kids about their day. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, asking Lily's big thing today was she got a, a rarity cup. So, like, this was like the the big thing, and uh, like it's pony. I mean, I don't know what are you talking about. Yeah, you don't know about My Little Pony. <laughs> you have two boys, and you know about My Little Pony. My excuse is that my daughter 
and my son like it because we don't believe in guy toys, girl toys, or yeah, guy, sh- guy shows or girl shows in this house. Like, um, people we're the go, same way. It's like, do you like it? Okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, Good like, enough. yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, um, the, 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 uh, in the words of Bob Dylan, the times they are a changing. And I think it's important to like help your kids grow up with the capacity to make their most informed decision for themselves possible without my crazy biases and all like I am, I am already ruined. <laughs> Like, my children don't need to grow up with all my, like, crap. (laughs) Like, they're going to get some of it on accident. But, uh, you know, like, I yell at the dogs and I just feel like garbage just for a whole day. I'm like, now they think that's how you deal with animals. I'm like, no, don't. So, like, I'm training myself. You're not alone in beating yourself up over stuff like that. Because any time my voice raises past the talking volume, past my talking volume, then uh, I I do the same thing. I just sit there and, like, stress about it at work. Like, what what did I do? What if I traumatize them? What if I scarred them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, think about, like, the, the, like, you see, like, this is pretty universal. You see the person walking down the street just yelling at their dog. You're like, that person's a piece of shit. Like, (laughs) you're just like, piece of shit. Garbage. (laughs) Um, But, like, it's it's cool because, like, I've actually, like, started to teach my kids to correct my behavior. Um, Because, like I said, like, they're... They're good. Like they're they're not ruined yet. So I mean, again, life life will have a shot at them. But for now, um, so like swearing and like yelling, like Dad, you're yelling, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm not yelling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry, Daddy. Daddy was naughty. Like it's just like it's 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 cool because like they're these little like these perfect mirrors, um, and. Uh, it's it's like the for me it's it's the greatest part. Um, so I just made a really good point that I have to bring up. Uh, this sounds strange. It'll sound it sounded strange to me before I was a parent, and it will sound weird now. But uh, he said they are not my world. The person I want to spend my life with is my world. Hmm. That's absolutely true. Your wife was there before your kids. Your wife will be there until the, theoretically your wife, your partner, whoever it is, hmm. your significant other. Your relationship is the most important thing, and that does not mean that you're neglecting your children by nurturing that first. Like, if you start to lose, well, if you're I'm going deep here, but if you start to lose your uh, relationship as a sacrifice to further take care of your kids, you're actually not taking care of your kids. If you have that ability to have a healthy relationship, do everything you can to keep it, and uh, it will be the kids will learn from that. Oh, They'll big, learn more valuable things from that. Big mood. Big mood, man. Like that's no all the feels. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, no, it's it's. I, I feel that. Um, you know. So thanks it, for bringing that up, Soren. That's no, that's right. I that resonates. I mean, I, I haven't really quantified that yet. I think it's been something that that's been like floating around in my brain because, like you said, if you take care of each other, then just then like sort of by association, it's the transitive property of love. Uh, the children well, then will, will. It's hard. It's it's the same concept of take care of yourself so you can take care of others. It's take care of your relationship so you can take care of your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, big mood. Wow, amazing. <laughs> I actually um, so uh, I uh, I too am a very lucky man. Not bragging. Um, you know, I met the love of my life ten years ago. Um, after going through you know a, a hell of a journey to meet her. Um. And, uh, the moment, (laughs) this is going to sound terrible. Oh my God. Self-incriminating. Uh, the moment, 
I knew, like, I, like, I, because you, like, I'm, you can love people, you know, you love various people throughout your life, uh, platonic love is different from romantic love, and there's even layers to romantic love, you know, like, I, 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 tr- I truly believe that, and pe- people believe, you know, love is love, and, you know, you feel it in different ways, and people are different, um, but, like, I knew that, like, I had found, like, mature love when I, we were watching zombie movies, and I'm like, I'd go back for this one. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'd go back for her. Like, that means I'm going to get bit, but like, and die, but like, I won't be a dick about it and lie that I got bit, because like, that person's the worst. And all y'all not wearing your masks right now, uh, (laughs) you are the people who would get bit and then hide it. So like, (laughs) you a dick. Like, hot take. <laughs> Finish your drinks. Like. <laughs> Sorry, that, that hit home. I like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but yeah, like that was, that was the thing. And, and, and I told like Lulu this and, you know, that's how I want her heart. Cause zombie movies who like analogs between zombie movies and love. Come on. Um, but then I remember, you know, she, she asked the very complicated question when she was pregnant, kind of reminiscing over this, this interaction, you know, when we first, when we first, uh, you know, started hanging out and, uh, you know, she said, okay, like both of us are going over the cliff, me and the baby, who do you save? And at that time I said you, because, you know, like you're my world and like, you know, we could always just like make baby number two, but now I've like (laughs) met my kids. That's such a hard question for me now. But uh, like I said, I didn't want to self I don't know if there is a right answer because they all feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's and that's I like thought experiments, you know. So, so I think about stuff like this. Believer, in case I don't make the Soulbound RPG session tomorrow, yeah. thanks for all the amazing content, bro. Thank you for the biddies there, Believer. Thank you so much. Let me check it out. Look, I'm on a show right now. You see that? <laughs> they were so late on the mask roll. It's true. It's true. I work in a courthouse. I'm required to wear a mask. In an mm-hmm. office by myself, lol. Mm-hmm. See, I, I I dangle my mask for my ear when I'm in my work truck, but then I put it, but, but then I put it back up. Like if I'm a, so like if I'm an asymptomatic carrier of it, I drive around the city of Sheboygan all day in a work truck. I get in and out. I, I do what mm-hmm. I got to do with public utilities, and I get back in, and I just keep driving around. Um, what is it? COVID can hang in the air for eight minutes, like conversationally, you know, just eight minutes. I, I would be just spreading the virus. Like, I would just be the monkey in that movie, Contact or whatever it is. Or what, Outbreak? I think it's called Outbreak. I would just be the monkey. It would be worse. It would be the worst. Yeah. Sorry, distraction. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm just catching up on... Uh... Yeah, tomorrow is... Uh, yeah, tomorrow is Soulbound, in case y'all haven't heard. Tomorrow, Friday, that's... Uh... Uh, Friday, May twenty second at what was it ten EST? So that's uh, that's Vincent Tom time. That's their weirdo. Central time's really where it's at. Everybody. I was say so nine for us for nine for the humans, right? right yeah, nine, nine for real room. people who matter. Come on. <laughs> but that, that's a nice time. Uh, we have Chuck Moore on that too, uh, and obviously Haywo. And like Chuck's like a normal person, so I felt like awkward. Like, well, could you stay up late? It was like he he he's. <laughs> Like, he works out, he's fit, he's health conscious. I'm like, I don't want to 
ruin him to run RPG, but he's down too, so I, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. Um, is he gonna be playing a seductive uh, witch elf? You know, I, 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 you know, I'm really gonna throw a curveball at people here, but yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. I cannot wait to see Chuck role playing that. Well, he said uh, on one of one of the episodes of Rancast, he's been on uh, like four times now, so I, I don't, I, I'm losing track of which one. But he said something along the lines of when he plays an RPG character, he's just himself, and uh, this is true for like if he's doing Mass Effect, whether he's trying to do the good guy playthrough or the bad guy playthrough or an actual tabletop RPG. And so, like, my goal is actually to like pull him out of that a little bit and to get him to, to think, uh, I've already like, he, he sent me his backstory yesterday, the day before I have a rule where like you send me a thousand word backstory and then you get a little bonus experience. Uh, but that gives me plot hooks to incorporate into my story. Uh, you know, some threads make it in, some don't, sometimes they're side quests, sometimes they're part of the main story and so on and so forth. Um, but there's this character in his and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make you not be Chuck <laughs> for, for, <laughs> it, for one session. You're going to, you're going to just like, and so I'm just like, <laughs> like just full on evil GM. It's, it's fantastic. I'm going to make you role play. <laughs> I'm just excited to watch him be a seductive, bloodthirsty, uh, witch lady. It's, yeah. It's going to be great to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gave him a custom rule already so that he can play his precious Kraith. So uh, anytime he finishes a, an attack action, or the attack uh, the attack action, he can roll a d6. Uh, if it's a six, he gains one metal. Uh, and then metal, <laughs> of course, is the mechanic where you can take additional actions. So M-E-T-T-L-E, right? Metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, uh, will you know your willpower, your um, hmm. your resolve, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So so I gave him the Kraith rule. Um, Instantly won over the whole party. They're like, "This is now that's now that's pod racing. Now that's jamming." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, so are are you getting a soulbound game together at all? Yes, uh, we're. It's hard to get us all together, but everyone that's <clears throat> been on the channel uh, is gonna get into one. We they've all started making their characters, and uh, I want to. I I haven't decided if I want to record it and put it on YouTube or actually stream it though, and then just put that stream on YouTube, because I, getting into little technical details here, but I'm fighting with uh, mic setups and camera setups, and like, do I just want to stream and get it over with and not have to worry about how it's going to look on a video and just be done when we're done, or do I want to actually set up like dynamic cameras and the table and all that and put time put time like I do in a battle report recording it. Uh, so I, I haven't made a decision yet on that. Well, I think I, I think Critical Role has like ruined people uh, when it comes to RPG streams, and uh, and uh, just do it, man. <laughs> I feel like the hardest part of doing anything <laughs> is just doing it. Uh, you're, you, I, I sense that your acumen as a musician helps you with audio setups. And, Absolutely, and that, that comes. I was able to. I think that was my big advantage starting off as to how I got more than five subscribers. Because by the way, when I got to like twenty, I was like, oh my god. But uh dude, you have I, more than me. You you have more than me. You have more than me. Uh, <laughs> like uh, I'm not jelly or anything. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I have nothing on Twitch, so there's that. Uh, the best live Age of Sigmar show on Twitch at me at Mister <laughs> underscore Meff on Twitter. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> no, go, ahead. Right. go on. Yeah, go on. Uh, I, as, it, so. 
Yeah, if I if I add enough like caveats, that's technically correct, and technically correct is the best kind of correct. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, but yeah, you're, you're... audio editing, audio editing. I, I all my skills and uh, programs that I have for audio editing uh, work, and all the same plugins and stuff that have I work on my audio editing software work on the video editing software. So I can actually edit my audio like I can edit my music with the same access to plugins are basically like add-ons they would you know they would be like add-ons in a game yeah. things to make it work better and uh because of that our, our first at least year of battle reports which i think we've we're in our second year of battle reporting but the first year was all on a cell phone audio and video mm -hmm. so i was pretty happy with being able to make it at least level wise to the point where you could hear it on a youtube screen well, and you weren't like having to turn it up and blow your speakers out when something real popped through Doom Doom actually made made the like just the the phone camera work thing for like he made that work really well like dude rerolling one still uses a camera the, the I phone mean, camera a phone, a phone. Yeah. yeah like their channel with as well as they do and as good as they look and as good as they sound they still just use a cell phone yeah like Mark uh, Shoemaker he's he does all, all the most of the editing like he'll be he'll he'll be on next week uh, on Rancast oh, actually fantastic Mark yeah, is yeah. just a he is just wonderful and they were instrumental in me starting the channel first off and continuing second off because they are very willing to talk to you about what it takes what you need to do what's good for you what may not work like and supporting you yeah like they've continued to let me post stuff in their page and promote stuff in their page and they will help me with they'll give me advice uh anybody that asks they'll give advice yeah. and them being like dude we just use cell phones i was like <laughs> what Angering, I'm in. I'm gonna do it. I want to do this. I'm gonna do it. So, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't have a channel if it wasn't for those guys. Yeah, Jack, uh, Jack, the three rolling ones is fast becoming one of my favorite humans in this community. Um, oh, he's he's awesome too. He's the first one I talked to from that channel, just because uh, he was the first Stormcast player. Sorry, I'm I'm ranting. No, 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 no. Go ahead. He was the first Stormcast player I saw in a battle report, and I was like, dude, you gotta try out Vanguard stuff. And uh, obviously he has, and he's probably was doing that before I ever talked to him. But you know, we it was cool to watch somebody playing Stormcast well, <laughs> yeah. or at all, even at that point. Uh, and so we had long conversations about stuff and list sharing and talking about that. And he was all of them are as cool, if not cooler, than they seem on camera. And that's that's one thing I've noticed about basically this entire community. Uh, everybody in the Warhammer Age of Sigmar community is everybody the way they seem. Uh, they're probably a lot even nicer in person. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, I mean, all the way from like GW employees down, because I've, I've had the luxury of meeting Duncan because he was at the Citadel once. Yeah, your Facebook photo is uh, him and <laughs> you and Duncan. <laughs> yeah, my son got to meet him that day and he was so nervous because I told Duncan the story about, hey, I've got a picture of him and showed it to him. Look, this is him when he was two painting to one of your videos. And he thought that was adorable and like went down to like give him a hug and talk to him and... He, the first time ever my oldest was shy and like hid behind my leg. I was like, really? You're not nervous for anybody and you're going to be nervous for Duncan. Come on. He's like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Even nicer in person. Also. Like I said, the point is like this community, uh, I promise I have a point. This community is <laughs> the nicest community I've ever been in. And I've been in a lot of different Thank gaming you. communities, a lot of different like competitive scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. You talked about D&D D &D early. Yeah. You talked about D&D yeah, yeah. early. Yep. And the people in this community are the best. Yeah. 
No, it's like, it's I like you. I've been and I've this is I mean this is this is one of those points that just constantly comes up on Rantcast here. But I've been in around gaming my entire life. I've been in various communities from Palladium books, like uh, you know, which is again my favorite RPG. Love it. Um, to D and D, I've done. Uh, you know, I've done competitive MTG. I've done competitive fighter tournaments, competitive shooting tournaments, competitive, um, competitive uh, MOBAs. I've done MOBA shoutcasting. I've done fighter shoutcasting. Um, okay. Yeah. What is what is shoutcasting? Uh, shoutcasting would be like broadcasting for uh, a video game. It's, it's okay. Okay. You tend to call it. I think it's now it's been abbreviated to just casting, I suppose, but it's shoutcasting would have been the. Like, in my head, it was you like streaming a game and then just yelling angrily the whole time. <laughs> no, no, like uh, I mean, that is kind of how Rantcast was. Rantcast is an inside joke with myself because uh, I was uh, streaming. Just I've always been a streamer. Well, not always, but I've, I've been streaming for a long time, a lot longer than I've been doing AOS content. And I've been playing AOS for like a year before I even thought about doing a podcast or a show. But uh, F one. Uh, God, I don't want to switch scenes or we might not get it back. Uh, this is the rant cam, everybody. So uh, Jared's gone right now. Uh, <laughs> so this is this is the rant cam. You can see it says rant cam and it blinks down, down there in the lower corner. Um, this is uh, this is the rant cam. Uh, it used to be a, a rolling joke uh, to try to trigger me to go into a rant like that. Um, and so like F1, I'd pause the game, I'd look at my camera, and then like I'd go off. Uh, famous, famously, Mass Effect 3. Uh, if you talked about Mass Effect Three, it would cause me to go into a, it would uh, cause me to go into a, like a rant. And uh, Final Fantasy Seven had a had a rant about it. Now, and keep in mind, rants aren't always just like negative things. They're right. It's just a passionate like, you know, uh, I can't contain all my excitement, so I need to yell it into a microphone with this camera zoomed in on my face right now. So that that's rant cam is. That's the kind of the origin, and then uh, and then Halo actually called it Rantcast. Uh, he was the first one to say it. he he gave it the name. Uh, you know, gosh, August. So uh, it won't be a Mass Effect thing you were just talking about. Oh, it's not, not going to happen. I think that's one rabbit hole too far. Um, uh, just so you know, all three of my children and their cousin are named after Mass Effect characters. Oh, see, I, I, Mass Effect, <laughs> Mass Effect is my favorite, one of my favorite series of all time. I can't say my favorite of all time because I just wish they would release Mass Effect three. One day they'll finally finish the series. <laughs> it's like, my favorite sci-fi series that I've ever played. Yeah, you, you, you want my hot take now? What's that? I love Andromeda. Oh, that is a hot take. <laughs> see, I, I wish that like. That's a spicy take. I wish, like, I wish that instead of wasting all their time on Andromeda, they would just finish three. Um, someday three will come out, and then it'll it'll be the best. See, the joke here is that in case you don't play video games, Mass Effect Three actually was released. I'm denying its existence so that I can maintain my happiness with the series <laughs> because Mass Effect Three makes me very angry. Well, <laughs> you, you, you get choice, Smith. All the choice in the world until you don't. Well, like, it, oh, every choice I have made for freaking two games and 200 hours of gameplay is just points on a fucking screen? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I saved an entire alien species. 
and it doesn't matter. I get extra points on the screen, and the difference between the endings is whether I'm colorblind or not. Fuck you! Well, Neff, what choices did you make? All of the best ones. It doesn't matter what choices you make! Fair enough. Sorry. Oh my god, I'm so I like I still get triggered. Or like I I I defied the council twice as Shepard. And I went through the the freaking mass relay at the end of the game and punched a reaper in its mouth with my bare fucking fists because on that playthrough I was a vanguard. Just with my fucking fists. I just charge, smash, shoot, fist. Okay? And you're telling me Shepard's just going to sit on his ass for six months between games? Are you fucking sh- <laughs> shitting me? The guy who defied the Alliance like three times to just do basic shit? Like, he came back from the dead to kick Reaper ass. Like, and he's just going <laughs> to sit in prison? Fuck you! Oh my god, I'm so... I can't, I can't. So that would be my Mass Effect 3 rant. Um, okay, you're welcome. Yeah, so I I, I I hammed it up. I spit a bunch. I was yelling. I said <laughs> fuck a lot. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, uh, achievement unlocked. You you have uh, you uh, you got Meph to do the Mass Effect rant. <laughs> you, you said Garrus and Shepard a lot, so my kids were like, "What?" Oh, fucking Garrus, <laughs> so awesome! And he just found ways to get cooler, which is the best part. Like, he becomes Batman. Like, that's his character progression. <laughs> is he just... Garrus becomes Batman. <laughs> yep. Uh, here's a hot take. I actually like Grunt. Uh, oh, that's I, not I, a hot take for me. I, I actually <laughs> like Grunt. Like, I, I, like, I like Rex more, but, like, I don't need to, like... I don't need to, like, draw a line in the sand and, like... And, like, oh, I can't like Grunt because I like Rex more. No, I like both characters. Uh, I actually like that Grunt is is trying to be real. I think that's really cool. Like he's his he's has this yeah. like existential. Okay, I can't. He's, he's, he's the Krogan Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to be a real boy. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the biddies again, Soren. <laughs> no, I, Ma- Mass Effect is one of those games that's just like it is like infinite possibility space. Like, and then they took infinite possibility space and made it one possibility. Well, I'm sorry, three, three. Except they were all basically the same. Green. Did you get with all their uh, mass relays and all that? I'm like, hmm, that almost sounds like a like a realm gate. Yeah, is Mass Effect more Sigmar space than 40k is Sigmar space? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd say it is, and uh, and it's about big goddamn heroes until the third game. Um, like it's about big goddamn heroes doing mythic level shit. Shepard again teleports into weird space and punches <laughs> a Reaper in the mouth. It's awesome. It's over the top. Yep. That's and then they're like, no, no, no. We need to make this hard boiled like Gears of War and like lame and put a gray filter <laughs> on everything. And like now there's multiplayer. I'm like, I don't want multiplayer. I want another hundred hours of fucking single player gameplay because I played two hundred hours by myself and loved it. Why do I want people shitting in my pool? I like my pool. I feel like I feel like Bioware makes the wrong type of game every time because you're right. Mass Effect doesn't need to be multiplayer. That's that's well, bad. And the, then Dragon Age is like I actually like the multiplayer more than the story. Well, yeah. so. well they, they, I mean that's the thing is that like they they wanted to launch their multiplayer and the EA store right or the EA, whatever it was uh, Origin. Or they whatever. want microtransactions. Yeah, they want micro and and it just it just. Uh, 
Yeah, oh, come on. I I can't I can't do this again. I can't I can't I can't. Anyway, so hey, <laughs> my kids love models and uh, they like Age of Sigmar. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. It's just like it's like a, the wound hasn't healed, man. <laughs> I can I can feel it. I'm, I'm I mean, still hurt. I'm still I'm not hurting. Picking up on subtlety, but I'm getting this one a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, how did, how, okay, why Razor Tree? Okay, uh, I know that is a random name, but before I was playing live shows as a metal musician and before I was doing Age of Sigmar stuff on YouTube or even off of YouTube, uh, I used to go to a lot of Renaissance fantasy fairs. And I performed. No. Yes, I performed as a fire performer. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Nerd. <laughs> but wait, no, no, no. But then you said fire performer, and now it's just kind of fucking hardcore. So like, I, I, I take back the nerd that like I had said after the fact because my brain didn't quite catch up with the fact that you you ate fire and threw fire around like a goddamn like wizard. I never ate fire. I always spit it. I always had huge fireballs. And me and my cousin Sean, who's also on the channel, we performed together. And his his uncle or my uncle slash his dad, same one that got us into D and D. We all did this together. Um, it was God, like you're a huge nerd. I love it. It's great. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So much. Like, you're, you're, a, you're a legacy nerd. Like I had to like I I had to like find nerd on myself. I didn't have like par like people like making me a nerd. Like I just accident. You're a legacy nerd. Like a proud. <laughs> the closest thing I got is my uncle who was like a star. It was a Trekkie, and he like uh, he got me like VHS recordings of like V, the old um, direct to TV movie series where like the aliens come in the lizard skin. This is a deep cut. It's a what? You've never seen V? Oh my god, it's fantastic. No. They tried Sci-Fi tried to remake it with Anara from uh, Firefly, and uh, I think it actually had Wash in it as well. Uh, and it just it, it was not the same. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue, continue. Uh, Fire performer, you're a legacy nerd. Um. <laughs> Where's I going with that? Uh, uh, you're, oh, you're, you're, yeah. I'll, you know, the freaking yeah. channel name. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, so. When I was doing the fire performing, I mostly uh, worked with staff. So it's like a six-foot staff with wicked fireballs on the in each end of it. And you just spin it. Or it's like if I told you I did baton and cheerleading, which I didn't, uh, it would be looked at back then. It would be looked at a lot different than I spin fireballs in circles. And you're like, oh, oh way, yeah. way cool. Yeah, yeah, that's way cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is acceptable. By making yeah. it dangerous, it's suddenly cool. Yeah, you could burn yourself. I'll, I'll allow it. Man. But I, I, I did that at a... Here locally, there's there at the time there were two major festivals: Scarborough Fair and Hawkwood uh, Fantasy Fair. And Haw oh, hey, Dwight, just yeah, he's talking about it. This year was your first year to not have friend of the fair pass for Scarborough. Yeah, I I didn't do a lot of performing at Scarborough. I did work at it, like selling clothes basically, and then camping, essentially. Uh, Hawkwood, I did a lot of performance at. Uh, but anyway, we all had names for each other. Like it was like hardcore role-playing basically because even like at all times when we were in camp we essentially were role-playing our characters right uh, i'm talking like for like weeks at a time uh you know judge me as you will but, uh no i think this is awesome i'm, I'm yeah. for this well I, back I, then in i play school, i play a character in the age of sigmar community named mr mephisto <laughs> come on fair enough. Fair <laughs> so like back when i was doing this i was like 18 19 this is from like 18 to like 23 somewhere like way back then uh but I was like 125 pounds back then. I was tiny. Mm. And, and that's it. That's it. Like five foot nine, 125 pounds. I was super skinny. So one of the guys was saying like, I can see every vertebrae of your spine. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, really? So like, I leaned forward and like arched my back up, and he was like, oh, yeah, you're like a Razorback, man. And I was like, oh, that's that's funny. He's like, that, I think that's going to be your character name. We haven't had one. You're going to be Razorback. And another thing I was known for is uh, we would practice in a place <clears throat> near the, kind of near the Oklahoma border. Uh, it's called uh, Bonham. And there was a lot of trees on the property of the person that owned it. Uh, so I would climb trees a lot just to kill time. And they were close enough together where I would jump from tree to tree on the canopy and just see how far into the woods I could get because it was like 60-something acres. And uh, so they always called me Tree Skipper. Uh, so the, my fair name of my fantasy fair Renaissance fair name eventually eventually became Razorback Tree Skipper. And then as that died away, and years later, I started making this uh, channel for music. Uh, I was like, I don't want to be limited to just music. I don't want to be limited to just like a band name or just like a record company or something. So I need to make something that is real vague and confusing so I can do whatever the heck I want and not care about what is good for algorithms and all that crap. Uh, a, man, a man after my own heart. This is, this, <laughs> this, this, no, this is my jam. Like, um, oh. that's why Rantcast has the format it has. That's why you just got like a half hour rant on Mass Effect. Uh, go nice. on. <laughs> and it's the same reason why I have like hour and a half videos next to a five minute or three minute video, which absolutely wrecks your algorithm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't give a crap. I'm doing it because I want to. Yep. Uh, but I kind of combined the names Razorback and Tree Skipper and just went Razor Tree. And that became like my net name for a while. And it's like, you need something random to sign in with. I was like, oh, Razor Tree K. Yeah. And so that eventually made its way to the channel and it was Razor Tree Production. So if I want to cast, put a music video out, boom, there's a music video. If I want to do what ended up being battle reports, boom. If I want to do a rules video, boom. doesn't matter. You look at my name, you're like, I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to look. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. Have a look. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think um, I, I know what the what uh, you know. I, I understand the algorithms. What's good for it. So if you're listening to Rantcast on a podcast app, forty six minutes. You want to be under an hour, just under an hour, and basically you want to be in the sweet spot of between forty six minutes and just under an hour, right? Uh, so I threw that one out immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that was the first That's one I. It. Yeah, uh, YouTube. I think sixteen minutes is the it's something. You said that, and I pictured you going. What about second hour? Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just a, a, a Pippin. Like, what about second hour? <laughs> no third Z's. <laughs> yes, we've had we've had three hours of podcast, but we haven't had our third Z's yet. Like, um. Hey, Jack, I was just talking about you. All good things, I promise. Method, Me too. man. I promise nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, so like the algorithm, I, I, I feel like because the community, especially in Age of Sigmar, is such a, as previously established, greatest community in gaming, um, they're receptive to passion. And because like that's what Age of Sigmar is, you're putting passion and. If not passion, at least time and time sort of builds a familiarity into these models and stuff like that. I think people respect uh, you more if you're you're honest. You know, if you just own who you are and stuff like that. Um, one of the biggest shows, uh, like in our in our in our game, is called The Honest Wargamer because just being like you and being upfront about that stuff is 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 what this community is all about. So that's like. I know that's his name and it's perfect, but that's like the name of the community. It seems like so many people are the honest war game. Well, that's his, that's his line. If you, if you listen to on, um, 
what was it? It was uh, on Ever Chosen podcast. He was on with uh, Jeremy Cooper and uh, some of the uh, uh, Texas Masters GT thing, like um, that that whole crew, right? Um, he was on there and he said that the Honest Wargamer is everybody. Like he's not Rob Symes is not the Honest Wargamer. The Honest Wargamer is the community, um, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's I mean that's the line. That's what he said. Um, and I, I I respect that. I think that's there's a lot of I think there's truth to that. Um, what I love about why I do what I do is, is I like meeting the people who play this game and then finding out what else they love. And, uh, you know, that's when I think you get a real, like a real bond. So that's, you know, that's my jam. Soren is a fallen chaotic good angel thrown out of heaven by a lawful good. He was a misunderstood diva. Uh, Soren was the reason Neferata is a vampire I used the base name as a character of a Paradise Lost character for D&D. Pretty rad. Pretty rad. I have to ask this. Uh, this is obviously not my strength, but uh, is that uh, Old World fantasy lore, or is that Sigmar? I guess they're kind of the same thing, since they're all kind of together. But... Well, I miss the. I think that's End Times. Neferata is more of an End Times character, as I recall. Yeah, spoiler I know basically zero about Old World lore. Same. Uh, I missed it. I sacrilege, but I don't, I don't know. Leave a comment below it. and tell me how wrong I am. Um, <laughs> like, tell me about Neferata. No, I, I, um, I, I kind of missed the end times. I, I, I was playing 40k and or, uh, building a family at that time. I came in at Age of Sigmar, essentially, after they had a couple GHBs under their, uh, in, in the rotation. So, um, I missed the end times, and I played up through the split between Vampire Counts and Tomb Kings. Now, up until that point, the way I consumed lore was reading everyone's tomes, and their little, like, they used to come with, like, little artifact cards in the back, and they'd have little, like, flavor text underneath them and like parentheticals and or in, in quotation marks um that that was like how i consumed the world i remember standing in because i couldn't like afford all of the armies and all the tomes i remember standing in the comic book store jimmy jams uh which was like the comic gaming store like he sold all the rpg books jimmy's the one who is like really big on on palladium books which is why the store like featured like it was palladium books first when you walked in it was it was actually the Warhammer Wall. That sounds like heaven, Meth. That well, sounds like heaven. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it was it was the Warhammer Wall immediately, but it was all like the blister packs, like just on wrong on on hooks. And then right next to that was the was the Palladium books shelf. Uh, he re, he eventually reformatted it to where uh, Warhammer stayed front and center or on the the rungs there, and then right next to it became new release the new releases shelf. But the new releases shelf always had a Palladium book, regardless. Of if it had been out for a year or not, um, if it's just whatever the newest one was, and it always had like a, like the rif- the latest Rifter, which is something there that I think makes the play- magazine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that makes that's one of those things that makes Palladium books really cool is that they have this like quarterly magazine. Uh, it was the know, white work of riffs. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's really cool, and uh, you know a lot of like, it, but what made it unique is it, it was player submission, um, like I highly, highly like I mean it's all homebrew. It was a homebrew magazine. I did not realize that. Every none of them never knew that. Yeah, every now and then you'd get a you'd get like a Dev Thoughts or something like that, and it always had a KODT comic in it or Knights of the Dinner Table. So you had a Knights <laughs> of the Dinner Table comic strip in it, uh, and then most of it was uh, was was player submitted um, homebrew essentially, glorified homebrew. That's why some of it got so fucking wacky, like with. Uh, <laughs> What was it sp- spatial mages and shit like that? Like they like they got crazy because of things like that. But it was but again that's part of what flavored I think flavored riffs and made it such a great game. Old uh, old world world lore with Soren was the person sent by Nagash to corrupt Neferata. Hell yeah, 
<laughs> Very nice. During the, the height of the Tomb King's empire, Nahakara. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the only exposure I had to the Old World lore was the uh, the Dark Elf book. But at that time, it was bad timing for me. Because at that time, I was uh, dice deep into uh, the Dread Sword <laughs> series. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, Dark Elves, I'm going to get Dark Elves. Yeah, Warhammer is Dark Elves. I read it. I'm like, this ain't under Dark Elves. Trash. And really? Man. <laughs> didn't read it at all. Yeah, but they, they, they had literally Drist. They had Malice Darkblade. He just was was other Drist. No, uh, you don't mean that, Jack. Thank you. That's Jack. Whoever it is. Thank yeah, that, you, that one's really Jack. I, I I love that Jack's the one that takes the re-rolling one's handle. I mean, that's my <laughs> favorite part. Like, no, nah, this is mine's now. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest working man in AOS. That's a that's a great moniker. <laughs> that's uh that's a that's, tall order. That's, that's, a, that's a power <laughs> that's a powerful moniker. Unfortunately, um, you're too late for the the Ranties Academy, so uh, but, quite all right. But do tune in anyway. You'll be you'll be up for the next round of Ranties because I guess it's becoming a yearly thing. Thanks, thanks Frank and Brendan. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. I, I like Malekith. Um, I like Malekith, and I don't care that he's Malarian now. It, it feels like the same person to me. I don't know lore wise, it's not supposed to be. Um, I like. I always like Malekith. Malekith's like weird mommy issues kind of resonated with me. Who had you know the bipolar crazy mom and you know all that stuff and um, I, I thought it was cool and I, I I loved that he was he ended up being the real Phoenix King. Like it just I, I love that. All my, uh, so many high elf players, maximum amount of salt. I, I just I, I, I again I don't know old world lore, but I sure as hell am obsessed with Phoenix Temple. Uh, what what was that last part? <laughs> get 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 mad! Uh, you triggered me on Mass Effect where uh, Turnabout's fair play. <laughs> I may not get mad about this because I have a ton of Dark Elves and a ton of Phoenix. Oh, Mal- Malakath! Yeah, Mal- until cities, I had no way to combine that. Now I'm like, I'm gonna force this story together so hard. Oh no, you can so- you can do that naturally now though, because Malakith <laughs> is is the Phoenix the Phoenix King essentially. Um, so like Finkel is Einhorn. Yeah, yeah, Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Man, we're gonna have some deep cut like uh, uh, like this is deep cuts. <laughs> Only the sweetest tracks from references to '90s pop culture tonight. That's what happens when you talk to old men. Like <laughs> we're we're not um we're not like the oldest amongst our community, but we are getting to that point where like we're we're passing the torch on to like the the new. There's a changing of the guard, right? Like the next the next guard is up and coming, and we're we're passing the torch. That's we're at that transitional period. I, think- I fully embrace aging and fully embrace like being the old guy, the weird old guy that's still playing stuff and be like, yeah, he he always comes here. We just humor him. I- I'm fine with that. <laughs> but like, but Soren, the thing is, you're supposed to f- get burned by the shrine. What they did with the end world is, is like he basically figured it out and then like just fucking embrace that shit. It's great. Wait, we're old now? Apparently, apparently, allegedly. Um, what I think is um, unique. Go ahead. I would say I'm older than most of you. Not a uh, probably. Well, I won't say names. I'm not the oldest, but I'm oh. I'm 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 starting to get ahead of the pack here. <laughs> I am I am uh, 35 years young. Uh, I I am a clerk's joke. I am 37. <laughs> so. I can't really tell him about that joke. Yes, she does. 
Chris had to walk over just to be like, and I constantly say that joke to him. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Soren's 45. I think Domus is is uh, is uh, about that old or maybe a bit a touch older. But what I was what I was uh, where I was kind of going with this. Yeah, sound off your ages. ASL uh, uh, chat gang ASL. <laughs> There's a 90s internet joke for y'all. I was about to say, more, more aging there, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I um, where I was going with this is what I, I think this this generation of gamer, and, and I think it's a I think it's a broad swing. I'd say that the chief demographic of, of Age of Sigmar is probably 30 to 50, right? Um, yeah. What yeah, I then people that can finally afford it, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> but like, but it's I mean, you you talk to people in, in Age of Sigmar. Tons of them were OG gamers. Like uh, they they trace their lineage back to like Hero Quest and stuff like that. Like Hero Quest was their game. And this, this, uh, again, I'm not speaking well about myself, but whatever. I did not know until like six months ago that Hero Quest was GW stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Hero Quest board. Man. I was like, man, these look like Warhammer models. That game was so cool. Yeah, yeah it, it was Jared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco, your boy. 27 shh, shh. Oh, what it's a okay. hero that's okay Soren, awesome. what a good guy he's he's great uh, he he's uh great guy like I, i'm meeting like i'm meeting like a like the sort of second wave of people in age of sigmar now where like i have like the sort of first wave of, of people i met and now i'm meeting this like second wave and it's just been like wait like it wasn't just like this like this layer of people are great. No, it's like it, there's just the depth to. There's more and more great people that I keep meeting, and it's 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 insane. Um, well, like, it, it makes you realize how young this game still really is. Yeah, this is not an old game. As far as I know, Games Workshop's been been around since Methuselah, but like Age of Sigmar well, itself, it's Citadel anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Age of Sigmar itself is uh, still a really new game. Five years, yeah. five year anniversary coming up. That's not. That's fresh. Yeah, yeah, that's crisp. I, I love I love Rocco so much, and uh, you know, spoiler, uh, Rocco. We I was we were talking. Meth and I were both talking about you in uh, some personal chats, and I, I want you to know I was mostly making fun of you. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Yeah, like you know, heartfelt moment. But uh, it's I wanted you to know now that I can actually speak to you personally. Early on in the like the first early videos you were commenting on them you were like saying things like hey great video oh i like this this is cool or you that pulled me through uh, uh i'll just put it like this a really hard time and kept the channel going like just having one person in a sea of like wow you're trash it's like i know but don't tell me that uh just having one person do the stuff that you do like go on a channel and generally be like good job mm -hmm. something as simple as that man that can keep us from sinking. And, uh, yeah, you've been very helpful. And you're, you're a great guy. I just want you to know that. Well, I mean, we've been mostly, like, memeing and and, uh, and joking here, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't can... know if my mic could pick this up, but Chris is behind me. And she... Oh, no, I should... never mind. I'm not going to say it. She's messing with me. I'll yeah, yeah. No, I, I, um... No, I, I, uh, I feel that. Um, trust me. I, um... I'm one of those, like, deeply... I know I seem super bubbly and outgoing, but... Uh, I'm introverted. I internalize everything. I am my own worst enemy. I have to think about stuff to process. Uh, this means I get trapped in my head a lot. Uh, just the nature of how I, I, I view the world and, and, and how I interact with it or how I interface with it is it's it's a very internalized view of everything. Um, 
Not to say, I think I'm the center of the world, but like I have to take the thoughts in and then think process, right? I have to do that. Um, and the negative comments, I mostly like, they mostly like don't affect me. They're like specific ones that'll like get to me because they'll say some, some word or, you know, I've got some, I don't say triggers, but I've got, I've got like, um, I've got like some, some raw wounds, right? Um, but like one good comment is worth a thousand of those. They, um, help you keep going through those people like, you know, Soren who's supported me forever. I, I'm going to have to start calling it Soren's rant cast. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's getting to that point now. Um, where it's just, or you know, like when Wayne's World gets uh, gets bought out, <laughs> like they have to put the they have to put the like arcade logo. It's Wayne's World. Like I just have like Soren like singing a jingle now. Like go super corporate. Um, <laughs> like, we, can the, we can have the Mister Mephisto gun rack. Yeah, <laughs> a gun. <laughs> I don't know, a gun, let alone many guns, to necessitate an entire rack. <laughs> That that movie, it made me who I am in so many ways. My vernacular is still taken from Wayne's World. I still talk like a Wayne's World character. Not as acceptable to swing people now, though. No, no. Like I mean, you gotta you gotta filter out some of that stuff. But like, but the dudes and the mans and the likes and sha, um, <laughs> as if. <laughs> As if, as if we could end the show like that. <laughs> oh, or the end it. Milwaukee, just any of them. Yeah, or Millie, Millie Walkie. The freaking Alice Cooper scene. Come on. The Alice Cooper scene is one of the greatest moments in cinematography. Yes, I used cinematography. That's how serious I am about how great. See, this would be a moment where I would hit the rant cast button, or the, the rant cam button. Like, like where they go in there, and like Alice Cooper, what's great about Alice Cooper is like, he Alice Cooper is the persona, right? Like, Alice Cooper is the persona. He, he put on the persona because your parents would hate him and you buy his albums. Like, Marilyn Manson does the same thing. Like, like Kiss did the same thing. Like, Al, like uh, the notion of a rock opera, you know, it was The Who, but then also Alice Cooper. Like, the, this idea of, like, these personas selling music, which is my jam, if you haven't figured it out. Um, I think having a persona is fun and getting into character helps you, you know, find your voice and center your thoughts and stuff like that. So you have Alice Cooper, Feed My Frankenstein is the song they go with. He's got the fucking riding crop and like he goes into it and then like they have the backstage passes and they're just like throwing them in everyone's face as they walk back. And and they do the, the scene where he's like, like, uh, like they, they, he's just like super articulate, which he really truly is, by the way, yeah. if you listen to his podcast and stuff. Um, he, 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 he's like, oh, Mil Mil Milwaukee, isn't that Algonquin? Oh, I believe it is, Frank. Like, <laughs> for the good land. <laughs> like, it's so, like, it's so good. They have the, the weird out worthy, weird out worthy. It's so good. And uh, I have to say, I think part of my attachment to the city of Milwaukee was because Wayne's World primed me for when I finally moved to Milwaukee. I was just like, I was already the good land. I was already on board. Yeah. Also, Sorry, also the typing. I live in Texas now. Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also the, uh, also the when he opens the the door to everyone like practicing martial arts. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, who doesn't actually want to do that for real? He's just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> 
And two's not bad either. Um, where he has to just no. yeah, two's not bad either. Sometimes sequels let you down. Two did not let me down. This the fight scene, the fight scene where they switch to where they go through for uh, they go to uh, subtitles to dubbing. It's oh, so good. <laughs> probably yeah, uh, probably being bad, and I'm like, oh, now I'm thinking of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's probably a touch appropriative now, but like, it, it, I mean, I just I could I can't stop laughing. Um, what's the uh, Ninja Turtles? Oh my god. TMNT, right. TMNT, TMNT holds up, by the way. Like, I, I recently yeah. watched it. It's fantastic. Uh, like, the first one's so different than all the other ones, but it's, like, it's a legit movie. Yeah, I, the first I one's legit. I love that movie still. Yeah, the first one's legit as hell. The The fight scene in the... God, this is the second... I think this is the second time in, in, in back-to-back rant casts I've talked about the TMNT movie. Um, I've seen it recently, so it's, it's on my mind. But that that fight scene on top of the the antique shop is oh yeah freaking great. Where they they're like you have Raph fighting, you have the you have a dialogue with subtext going on, which is so you have subtext dialogue where they like the what the characters are the characters are essentially verbally sparring while he's up top sparring, and then like, like the fight's not even the point. <laughs> no, it's it's so it's like it's like this is character conflict on screen. Like it's 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 I think that that part right there is the emotional core of the movie, not Splinter being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, and, you know, Raga says every TMT TMNT movie holds up so damn well. I agree. Uh, was Super Shredder the wrestler Diesel? Uh, Nash, uh, Kevin, Kevin Nash, Kevin yeah, yeah, Kevin Nash uh, was Super Shredder, uh, who is, if you didn't know this, the inspiration for Osiark Bone Reapers. You see, because. They're like skeletons that took the Super Shredder serum. <laughs> oh, wow. That's canon now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Uh, enjoy your drinks, everyone. <laughs> they took a realm gate from the New York sewers, and yep, there they are. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, there they are. The trip didn't go well, and they're all skeletons now, but hey, who's this <laughs> Naga- Excuse me, Nagash guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny because, like, I don't even bust out the Nagash too often, and, like, chat gang, like, will quick, like, correct me. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, you say Nagash right, and they just go, inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, inappropriate. <laughs> well, I, 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 Nagash was just the slip of the... It was the verbal slip. Going back My to... wife almost, like, throws whatever in her hands every time she hears you say that. Nagash? She'll just, like, dro- yeah, when, you hear, when she hears you say Nagash, she's like, ah. Okay, all right, so so real quick, uh, real quick, I just want to, um, okay, what's this word right here? Um, here, it might rhyme with this word. Gash, dash, mm-hmm. right, okay. It's not gosh. Uh, it's not, like, oh, my gosh. And uh, so, like, here's a word here. Swag. Or, like, nag uh, and then so we'll just do this hold on <clears throat> okay so like i don't know why i have to respond to jack real fast hold on uh kevin nash sorry um razor ramon is fantastic like <laughs> the bad guy is great but scott hall himself is kind of not cool kevin nash at least has a has like a sense of humor about like everything and it's hard so to tell. Did something after Razor Ramon? Huh? What? What? Oh, oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, but uh, but like with a with a like Nagash. While we're on the point, why do you want to pronounce things like our former British overlords by pronouncing Nagash? You continue to fight the power. Okay. 
<laughs> Take the power back is all I'm saying. Every so, time you say Nagash, so Nagash, it's like a mini. It's like a mini. Every time you say Nagash, it's like a mini uh, Boston Tea Party, all over again. In, oh. in, it, yeah. I mean, you're just. I, I, I guess I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that Meph is a former women's champ. Yes, I am. A, I am the former women's champ for. Uh, uh, NA for the NAW out of Wisconsin, uh, the now <laughs> defunct NAW. You, you know, since we're on wrestling and meth, there was a chat that uh, I don't know if it was Jack or Brent, whoever was in. It just went away and no one noticed it. But I want you to know, I saw the Jim the Anvil Nineheart comment. <laughs> I even made a picture. I just haven't sent it to anybody yet. <laughs> Soren again popping off with another gift sub. <laughs> are are you on the vodka martinis again, Soren? I haven't said OBR that many times tonight. <laughs> it, Dwight, is that what you drink? Vodka martinis? I believe that's his go-to. I'm drinking a much more ghetto version of that. I call it a Voltini. Or that's no, it. no, I don't. I call it a Voltka. It's a Mountain Dew Volt and vodka. So <laughs> that's interesting. I So I do whiskey dews. So I'll, put, <laughs> I'll do a whiskey in the Mountain Dew, which is like a, 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 like a ghetto whiskey sour. Wow, I love whiskey. I love whiskey sours, but like it's a pain in the ass to make a proper whiskey sour. It's just way easier to like pour squirt or or or, or Mountain Dew. I physically can't have whiskey, and that uh, shames me as a as a Texas boy. Uh, like, so you've, you've like... got the aller- uh, the allergy to the oak or whatever the the barrel taste. That, or the is corn. that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, I have allergy. maybe that's what it is. Because if I, if I even take a sip and it touches my stomach, I'm gone. Like my yeah. Arm's sick. I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's uh, uh, some people have an allergy to the uh, the, the barrel it's aged in, and so huh. it's it's actually a, you're getting that allergy from that. This is no, this is real talk. This is uh, liquor science. This is real. I've already got weird stuff already. I mean, I have a gluten intolerance, which I didn't find out until my kids were born, and they had all these allergies positive. Well, at least my oldest, he got them all. The youngest, he's fine. Yeah, I found out I was gluten intolerant. I was like, oh. Is that why I feel weird all the time and stopped eating I'm, it? Oh my god, you can have energy during the day? What the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, Soren's on the, the quarantini, vodka and emergency. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm uh, I'm drinking water with, with pHs in it right now. Um, it's got it's got the philosophical heighteners, I think is what the pH stands for. So it hy- backwards, but what's yeah. the pH on it? It's 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 nine point five and so it, it, it increases okay. What's that? So it's a base instead of an acid? I always get it backwards, but I think the higher number is a base. Lower number pH is acid, and uh, the closer right. you get to 7 is, seven is uh, neutral. neutral. Yeah. I don't know why we want base, like a basic water, uh, but it makes sense. Because you're, you're already actually acidic. There's, there's a, uh, I won't get too much into it, but huh, work-related, there's a certain, like, depending on what the water is you treat, you have to, depending on what its pH level is, you need to kind of balance it out and what your pipes need to have and what makes them corrosive and not and what they react with depending on what kind of material the pipe is. Wow. I'm getting okay. to work and I'm All right, I'm going to I'm going to kibosh this one. But this is <laughs> yeah, this is, No, this is this is this is not rant cast appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree moving on. <laughs> uh, pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, gluten allergies it's like what 1% of the populace actually has a for really real celiac disease. Yeah, I don't have celiac. I mean, it's you know one of the guys. There's I do know a guy who's also a Warhammer player uh, that does have celiac. Um, so we can share snacks. It's great. But uh, <laughs> no, I just have an intolerance. And my wife has. We have all kinds of allergies, but 
you know, yeah. we're fine. Anyway, yeah, again, yeah. moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, something hot. <clears throat> what is this? <laughs> it got too, uh, too crunchy Too uh, you yeah. know, like I, I'll, I'll barely read battle tomes on stream. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Rules and I, I love rules, but like, man, um, yeah, gluten allergies are rare as hell. Um, yeah, something not rank cast appropriate. And then, no, I'm caught up with with uh, with chat gang. Thank you so much. Um, it's not that it's inappropriate; it's just boring. Frankly, <laughs> 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 if I didn't get paid for it, I wouldn't care either. Yeah, yeah. No, so so what? What's the abbreviated version of what you do, real quick? Uh, water utility operator. Okay. Okay. All right. Easiest way to explain it. Okay. So making sure water, you're welcome. So all right, right on, right on. Is that a a city like city at the city level? Yeah, for the city. Okay. All right. You're the reason our water doesn't taste like literal ass, right? Yeah, it's why you're not drinking it straight from a lake and or ocean or whatever. All right. All right. And why you don't have Legionnaires disease and that kind of stuff. Uh, Gamer parent talking point. I have a lot of kids, and I find that playing board games with them is a great way to connect with them. You know, you know, I'm really excited. I'm right on the cusp of the kids being old enough to actually get into games to the point where they can function with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still at the point with Garrus being five and Shepard being three that uh, they're involved with the miniatures. They're involved with the games, but they so, don't really know what they're doing aside from throwing them around. But like, I'm right there where they're about to get into wanting to actually learn how to play. See, I've only heard Garrus's name once, but now I've heard Shepard's name. <laughs> yeah. And... um. I gotta ask, what's the? Can are you sharing what the daughter's name is going to be? You've you've shared your kids' names. I'm comfortable sharing mine. No, now. no, so I don't know. Like some people don't. Have, some right? people don't like to. Uh, uh, like sometimes superstition. Sometimes out of like family propriety or. Well, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm the same way. But you have, and honestly, this is this should be a statement. It doesn't. Since y'all don't know me, it doesn't actually mean anything. But I trust this community enough to share it. Uh, but yeah, like I said, there's a lot of family with Mass Effect here. Um, and Warhammer, I'll get to that too. Uh, so my oldest son is Garrus. My youngest son is Shepard. Uh, my daughter, this is from Andromeda, so most people will get it, but my daughter is going to be Suvi. And their cousin is Liara. And their other cousin is not Mass Effect, but Ibram, uh, as in Ibram Gaunt <laughs> from 40K uh, stuff. So so Chris is on board with you naming her, her children uh, Mass Effect names. It was her idea. <laughs> okay you are a lucky man you are lucky <laughs> you are pretty lucky no I, I like i i think if i may uh if i may uh suggest because uh, this one's still cooking right um how about you name your daughter shepherd because femship awesome. femship oh i know well, if we didn't already have a shepherd and you know we, we had a garris first because it was like i mean come on garris, yeah come, i mean yeah he's on. garris is batman come on and then we found out and we were trying for when we found out that we were having a younger boy, we we're like, who would Garrus support the best? Who would the older brother be there to, to bring the younger brother in line? The younger brother is the rash, uncontrollable shepherd. And then we have the older brother, Garrus. This is perfect. And then we found out we were having a girl and a third baby. And we're like, yes, we wanted three. Here it is. And it was like, it's a girl. I'm like, uh, I haven't prepared for this uh how about well, morden morden solace yes yeah, a great well, character we fought against we fought like between all the names because originally she wanted the older to be rex and i was like that's well i agree it's too texan too texan yeah, like you know like, like it's, 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 it's already so much of a stereotype yeah like, like we 
Yeah, Rex is going to be like the. It's like the Cody of of Texas. Like it just. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are we going to have Rex and Cletus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. No, I, I, I good decision. So I, I kibosh that one, but not completely. I was like, look, before we had the third one, and knew the sex of the third uh, child. Like, okay, if the third one is a boy, you've got Rex. Here it <laughs> so, is. You've got Rex, and they're like, it's a girl, and I was like. <laughs> Dodge the bullet there. So, so no wreck. I fucking knew I loved you, Jack. My oldest son was almost named Simon Belmont Ballard. That is oh, a fucking yeah. badass name, and I love Castlevania. That's oh fucking God. awesome. Also, Belmont is a metal as hell. Like, just instead of like a last name, using Belmont as like a first name or a middle name. Hell yeah. Oh that's, God, and you have more than so, one kid too. You could yeah. have had a Simon and an Alucard. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I see. I'm sorry, I'm sorry no, I'm getting excited. My Texans no, coming out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like. Um, see, I, when I actually name characters in in RPGs and stuff, I usually give them a last name as a first name. That's the. It's kind of like the. Uh, I call it like George Lucasing it because George, George Lucas likes to like he he make he'll like usually like he'll flip a letter around in like a normal name. You know, so instead of like Jack, you'd get like a Jat or or Jacked, right? Like. Um, so he just likes to like morph around regular names. So I usually do that with like uh, uh, my fantasy characters. So like uh, I have a character named like uh, what's his name? His name's like MacArthur. Like his first name is MacArthur instead of like his last name. So or no, it's That's it's, it's no, it's, 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 it's McAllister. Sorry, it's even cooler than MacArthur. It's McAllister Kane is his name. Like is that that like that's the name of somebody who fucks like that? The, McAllister Kane, this guy fucks. <laughs> that's what it will say on the tombstone of that character is like McAllister Kane, he fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite character I ever played in the rare games I've been able to be a character instead of a dungeon master. Yeah, it was a uh, a rogue in Dungeons and Dragons that was no in no way combat oriented. It was a Solomon Crane, you know, for a lot of reasons. But it was, it's funny that Solomon being a last name mm -hmm. and i've had a paladin named ralston which is a family name of mine but the last name mm -hmm. so yeah a lot of I, I didn't realize that but i have a lot of last name as first name yeah it's it's uh i mean it's it's my equivalent of the of the comic book naming conventions is is like you know alliteration is like the comic book naming naming conventions you know clark kent like that's you're supposed to name characters like that um my my shtick has always been last names as first names that's awesome yeah yeah, and then uh, and then uh, if you have a long first name, the last name has to be short. So those are just two of my naming conventions. <laughs> long first name? Did you? Are you familiar with Seventh C? It's another role playing game. No, I've not played it. It's like a pirate based role playing game, and there's different like uh, regions that are basically equivalent to to world regions. But like Castilian was the Spaniard uh version and uh but anyway they had a naming thing that really reminded me of like princess bride type stuff but you had like a family name and your first name and your last name and like your there was like a huge naming list i don't know why i still remember this but my castilian's character's name was don Manigo de rodriguez de torres del castillo so and nice. his thing was if you asked his name he told you the whole thing every time every time oh yeah like <laughs> like like a tribe called quest or a pimp named slickback or <laughs> Or Mr. Mephisto. And for those of you wondering, if you attach an honorific to Mr. Mephisto, yes, it is Dr. Mr. Mephisto. Or or Mr. Mr. Mephisto. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one capital, one not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like uh, uh, Demon Daily here. I only want to have a son so I can name him after Alistair Overeem. 
Oh, Demon Metal. Daily. That's Brian. Uh, the most recent battle report I posted. Uh, me playing Hammerhall, him playing Skaven. So yeah, that's that's Brian. I recognize the Demon Daily name. Yeah, okay. that's that's one of his EverQuest names. Uh, you, like I said, Brian and Sean. Sean's my cousin. They're old school EverQuest guys. And he had a uh, paladin named Angel Knight and a Death Knight named Demon Day. <laughs> I that's funny. I had a. Uh... Huh. I had a uh, Death Knight named, uh, it was Nef uh, Nefarious Wind, except you, I think I had a character limit, so it was Nef Wind. Uh, it was Nefarious Wind, and then my wizard was Dinsul the Red. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the first, I made a character on EverQuest, but I never played it, so I don't really count it, but, uh. First character ever made was on like vanilla WoW. Mm. Made a dwarven priest, and uh, I heard that like you couldn't make stupid names, and that disappointed me. It's like no, that'll get banned. I'm like banned. What is what is banned? I'm like no, you can't say offensive things in your name. And I was like okay, I'll change it from hot to lukewarm. So I had a uh, priest named Lukewarm Carl. <laughs> my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite guild names was uh it was yeah, on uh on the wow server i can't remember the server i think it was i think it was emerald dream which was one of the rp pvp servers oh jesus i had characters on there too i know one of the it was uh it's dip time bra <laughs> was the <laughs> was the it was the guild name it's dip time bra and uh they were forced to change their name so they became impact but i will always remember them as it's dip time bro no, my main for I, 10 years plus was a uh, a warlock, and it never got banned, so maybe it won't offend people as much as I think it may, but it was a uh, warlock named Psoriasis. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that makes sense, especially if you're undead. Um, and then uh, there was another guild named Vietnam Nam or something like <laughs> yeah. that. They like, got, you know where I'm in Yeah, Viet, Vietnam Nam Nam. And they Vietnam Nam. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got banned, or they got they had a name change. It's dip time, bro. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It was just, it was the funniest thing. They were, they were PVPers, so like, you just see like it's dip time, bro, and they just show up and kill you. It was fantastic. I loved it. It was amazing. It's just like when the guild name is kind of like a troll. <laughs> Imagine uh, a reality where you passed on your kids getting you into aos that would suck in this parallel universe which we've just confirmed we're in well not confirmed it's a you know hypothesis right uh that we are in a parallel universe because the i don't know the fucking neutrinos were flying upward or something somebody rolled a one i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) i've thought we've been in the in not the darkest timeline i see people throwing around the darkest timeline and i'm like no 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 the darkest timeline we already had one of the four mass extinction max uh mass extinction events we were supposed to have like we've already we're, still, we're sitting here on a rant cast talking with a bunch of awesome people in the age of Sigma yeah community. it could be worse it's the <laughs> it's probably the strangest timeline though or the like the bizarro i think we're in the bizarro timeline i think we're in the bizarro timeline uh and i've thought that for like i thought multiversal theory or mu- the multi-universe theory was was bogus uh for a long long time until all of the events of the last four years <laughs> we we are living in a dissonant timeline yeah right? like there's sure. just something like something got out of sync somewhere like i like maybe like a nuclear when 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 the the like atom bombs were dropped it caused a ripple that like shunted 
us into a different reality somewhere down the line. Um, oh yeah, I've heard about the Mandela effect. <laughs> the, the, the Mandela effect is, I mean, see, oh my god, okay, we're gonna do this. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so the Mandela effect has no strong corroboration. It, I mean, if you talk Occam's razor, um, what's more likely that people have bad reading comprehension or that they we've been tripping the rift and we've discovered multiple we we've we've noticed changes in the realities, right? Okay. We're on a ley line. <laughs> yeah, we're on a ley line, all these other ex- <laughs> like explanations. Now, that being said, uh, the Mandela effect, if you're allowed to... I love a good conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> driven the rift, bruh. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's... It's... Um, it's... it's uh, uh, Soren, I think you'd have a, uh, you'd, you'd have a, a good hobby stream. Uh, you probably have to... Uh, do what all the hobby stream streamers learn to do, which is learn to talk to a camera while painting. But that's just a learned behavior you can pick up, and I'm more than willing to help you with it. But uh, what I was saying, what I was going to say is, is the Mandela effect is like really cool. So, so if you're not familiar with the Mandela effect, uh, and you, and you, uh, it's essentially like some people distinctly recall Nelson Mandela dying in prison. Distinctly recall this as a world event. Of course. Uh, he was alive and like, just kind of like, you know, died of old age about seven years ago, uh, I believe. But like people truly recall, it's like also the Mandela effect, also known as like the Bernstein bears effect, because some people believe it was Bernstein bears and it's always been Bernstein bears. Um, now I find it utterly fascinating though, whilst I just shit on the Mandela effect and said that there's no, been no substantial studies and Occam's razor is it more likely I love thinking about shit like this. I love this. Is, I, I said on uh, Chuck's Strength Hammer podcast. I said I love. Um, I, I love. Uh, uh, I love going down a good conspiracy theory rabbit hole. <laughs> I love thought. I love thought experiments and just talking about something, even if I don't believe it. I, I like to think about things like this. <laughs> so now, so now I'm going to give you what I think the Mandela effect is. Okay. Uh, I think it's any time we skip realities. I think that it's the Matrix moment that you've realized, like, at, we were supposed to be on the train tracks to one reality. And when those Mandela effects, uh, those moments happen throughout history, uh, I had one the other day sitting in a, sitting in a, well, not the other day, this was months ago, in, in when I started to think of this theory or this hypothesis here. Um I was in the Pizza Ranch, which I fucking love. I, I, I can't help it. I, I'm weak. I love the Pizza Ranch. I go in there, I tell them what kind of pizza to make, and then they make it. And, like, they deliver it to my table whilst I engorge myself on fucking everything. All of the delicious pizza. Anyway, I was sitting in there. I was sitting in a p- Pizza Ranch, and I distinctly, like, it was something with, like, a, like uh, the, co- the uh, I had gotten root beer. And everyone at the table had gotten root beer. And uh, I went to drink my root beer and it was suddenly Diet Pepsi. And I had just had a drink of it and it was root beer. That's not the Mandela effect. That's a curse. <laughs> so I had, I had had... Diet Pepsi. No, but but uh, <laughs> it's actually called the Pizza Farm Mandela effect. No, but, but, <laughs> but I, had, I had gotten root beer. And again, it was important that everyone at the table had gotten root beer. And I had, I'm like, okay, root beer. And then I drank... And I'm like, this is suddenly Diet Pepsi. And I'm like, I'm like, 
did you guys are you guys fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? Right? Like and then blah blah blah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> clearly what happened is like you know clear. Clearly, yeah, clearly, CTE, it, there's any number of rational things that happened, but again, I like to nurse a good, I, I like to think about a good conspiracy theory from time to time. What if, uh, the what if comic series and Marvels were always really, really fun to like just, in, you know, what if, yeah, okay, cool, let's do that. Um, I think it's anytime you skip realities, the, the train is on a certain set of tracks, but there's tracks all around it, anytime you jump over, one of these Mandela effects happen, where you were either in a different reality, or you had perceived momentarily a different reality. Now your minds are blown. All right. Hmm. So, what if that same concept worked in the mortal realms for Age of Sigmar, and going through a realm gate, which we already know is uh, iffy at best, had the same kind of effect? I think that that would be fantastic for your soulbound RPG as a hook. I think that's a fantastic campaign. Like that's awesome. And like, so you go through the realm gate into like Akshi, right? And then like you go to Hish real quick, and then you come back to Akshi, and you the character. You give, like, the slow clues that, like, they've stepped into a different action than the one they left. So yeah, metal. Like you, you slow burn it. Oh, yeah, you, you slow burn it, and you have, like, a big payoff scene where, like, the villain is suddenly the good guy. And they just think that, like, they're fucking with them or they're pretending to be the good guy or some shit like that. And they're like, no, like, this person's always been, like, a, a dope-ass bro. Like, they've always <laughs> been awesome. And, like, all of reality... Brian, go to a realm where orcs are drinking tea and doing science. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a far turn. Sorry, continue. No, no, I, I think uh, sending sage, a Catholic priest, and a gallon of holy water to you. Thanks, Rocco. <laughs> but no, I, I just think, um, no, I, I mean, that's just, that's just the, uh, if I allow myself to embellish a little, uh, a little devilment uh, for, for a while, uh, I, again, mental effect. Cool. I'm glad we ended up on that tangent. <laughs> now, what do you think about aliens, Razor Tree? While I go use the restroom and, gra- and uh, refill my water, <laughs> what do I think about aliens? Do aliens exist and have they been here and did they build the pyramids? Wah. Now we're going full Joe are, Rogan. Are we talking real world or mortal realms? Real world. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Uh, aliens? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's an ancient civilization that's buried in the Amazon, and folks like Graham Hancock are looking into ancient artifacts that could completely rewrite the history of mankind. But I'm not one to get into conspiracies or weird science, so I don't know if that's uh, something I should talk about. Uh, time-traveling humans. What are you talking about there, Brian? Demon Daily. Time-traveling humans. No, it's funny. Graham Hancock and... Uh, a lot of different, like, he's not a, uh, whatever the name it is for digging up artifacts. I completely forgot now because I'm an idiot. Uh, whatever the guy on Jurassic Park was. <laughs> Paleontologist, there we go, or archaeologist. Uh, apparently in the Amazon, there's a bunch of new stuff that they're finding with all this new technology that completely throws a wrench in a lot of the history of humans, but... You think there's anything like that in the mortal realms? I'll stick. I'll keep it to Age of Sigmar. But in chat, what do you think? Uh, some of the weird things could be from the Age of Myth that people would find either in a storm vault or just on an archaeological dig, because uh, apparently those things do happen. Those type of people do exist. I've recently been listening to Callus uh, and Toll, the Silver Shard, and there's a historian that goes on a lot of digs like that. What kind of weird? Uh... <laughs> Jack, it's 2015 Rogan all of a sudden. You know, uh, 
what kind of weird artifacts do you think uh, people would find in the mortal realms from the age of myth? Because I, I think uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of hints in actually about like a giant civilization where a bunch of the architecture was literally built by giants and sized appropriately. Uh, do you think that's going to get expounded on at all, chat gang? Do you think it'll get expounded on in the the new Gargant book? The missing rat clans. What do you what do you mean by that? Sorry, I'm going to catch up on chat gang now. A 20, do I have a 20 Mornfang army? You know, it's funny. I, I wonder with Soulbound, you can create your own characters. And it, I think it'd be really cool to tr create a uh, Beast Claw Raider Ogor, but on foot, as they would be, they wouldn't just always be on their. Thunder Tusk or their stone horn, stone horn. That could be something really fun to explore. Is what is the life of an ogre? How do they actually interact? Because they're they're not just crazy beasts. They do eat everything in sight, but they're mercenaries too. So that means they do interact with civilization. How deep do you think that goes? Let's see weird artifacts, chaos demigod weapons would be cool to see. What do you mean by that, Team A-Dub? Chaos demigod weapons. And then Brian, Demon Daily, you're saying one of the clans walked into a portal and disappeared. Are you talking about one of the Skaven clans? Is it like one of the known clans, or is it one that's... Because uh... I, I haven't read the Skaven book past like the first few pages. Do you remember the clan name on that? Or is it one of those things that just kind of happened and doesn't really get touched on again as far as a disappearing Skaven clan? Brian's a big fan of rats, so it barely gets touched on. See, I think that's a lot of the stuff in the, the battle tomes that could be used for Soulbound is, you know, deep diving into those type of subjects, things that don't get touched on much. You have your, I mean, we already had it with narrative gaming, uh, but now we really have it with Soulbound where you can go really deep into storylines because it's at like the personal level, not just at like the army level or skirmish level. Dwight says, I'm not sure they're going to expound on a lot of the Gargans at first. I think they will have a lot in common with the basic story of early Seraphon or Ideneth Deepkin. It will be something they expand later. I, I think they will go ahead. No, I I think we we were slated for like a second wave bleh, of uh of Ideneth Deepkin. I think that's a real a very real possibility um in the, in the near future. Uh who knows what the near future is uh in terms of uh uh Age of Sigmar releases with the world the way it is, but I still think it's on uh, uh in their uh, in their planned releases, yeah. But you, you caught that pun, Rocco. It's because you're a writer. We're gifted with with the uh, the power of the pun. Ch <laughs> so, WWE, yeah, got it. Dwight, everybody's looking forward to. Well, not everybody's looking forward to Lumines, but enough people are. And now we might be able to buy them soon. Yay! Yeah, pre-order. They said the thirtieth, right? So finally, 
finally, the 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 techless has come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, finally the elves can. Uh, this is this is for John here. Finally, the elves can come out of their shell. It's 2015, Rogan. Oh, I don't listen to the Seth Rogan experience. I do listen to a lot of LPN though. Um, he's picking on some of the topics I talked about while you were gone, and you won't know until you uh, look at the video. So, oh, <laughs> I got a, I got a self, I got a self scout. Yeah, and I've done that in a while. That was a terrible way to end the last weekly Warhammer with Ancient Aliens. What they did that? Did they really Ancient Aliens? What? I am a speculative nut, and evidence drives me bonkers. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Missing Rat Clans. I would love to see Eshen get its own book, Molder get an expansion, and then there's like two missing, right? And he's talking about, I guess, some, I don't know if he had the name of it there, but there's some clan that disappeared into a Rome gate or something and hasn't been seen ever since. Yeah, yeah. Walked into a portal, disappeared. Yeah, I'm just catching up on chat gang here. Apparently they dug a portal and dipped. <laughs> All right. It's the possibility of misinformation that drives me nuts. What is this pertaining to? I mean, it, it, I went in like fifty different directions while you were gone, so I can't. Gonna go I, can't I can't. I'm gonna Sorry, have guys. to. I'm gonna have to self self scout this one. That's fine. Uh, yes, 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 and yes. Eshin is so bad. They they're so cool. Like. Freaking Deathmaster Snitch is one is still one of the freaking greatest sculpts, and it's just like, come on. And they're the ones that consistently fuck up, uh, fuck up Nagash. How? I see nothing in their rules that make me remotely believe they could stop Nagash ever. I understand there's something to be said for like rules and the narrative, you know, and they're they're, they're not always um, exactly. Maybe that's how. Maybe that's how they undermine Nagash, because they're so underwhelming, they're not worth looking at, so they can sneak right in there. I understand that. I understand that. They have loaded dice, probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, deeply curated uh, curated results. That's the one turn that Nagash whiffs all eight of his spells, like apparently he did against Archeon in that poll that I'm mad about. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Nagash's magic failed him. You mean, in this highly unscientific... Uh, like, you let Archeon get the charge? What the fuck? Get out of here. It's a dice game, and we give it one try. Good enough. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, that's well-curated uh, information. You know, we, we opened it to peer review. Get out of here, GW. You're making me angry. They did it. A freaking uh, Vince was just trolling me in chat, too. Just just laying into me, like, before he went live with, with uh, Warhammer Weekly. Well, there were some predictable things, though, like Illyrial getting stomped by, well, anything on the list. Oh, that's so brutal. (laughs) (laughs) But how does does Karanak do anything? I mean, come on. I've I've secretly been playing Korn for a couple of years now, and I always play Karanak, and I'm always disappointed. But not enough to not play him. (laughs) So you talked about, like, um, you talked about, like, Dark Elves a lot. What's your primary army right now? Cities... uh, I would, I've been a hard focus on Phoenix Temple for a long time now, before cities ever existed. And I even played a Phoenix Temple. I was the only one at the North American GT. And uh, it was a super fun fun tournament, man. It was, it was a blast. I went three and two. I played Legions of Gash, 
and then Legions of Nagash, and then Tomb Kings, and then Sylvaneth, yay, and then Legions of Nagash. Mm. Or Legion of Blood. No, so it was like, it was death, 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 Sylvaneth, death. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, um, and it, uh, so like, there's an entire Grand Alliance. It's called Death. And for a while, yeah. we had one fucking, one book. And then we got two books. You're going to see a lot of Death. Uh, True. It's, I, I, I still think that like it was a misfire the way LON came out. It was a, it was a band-aid that has just a, like aged worse and worse the further. It's a necessary band-aid. Our GA needed to be updated. Um but like I mean it it's I don't know. I don't know. And everyone who was playing LON went over and played Osiarch Bone Reapers. Um <laughs> so like what did you expect? Of course they're going to have a high saturation. GW nuked Nagash in LON and Ar- and Archon nuked them. Where where do you want to? Of course we're going to go play the new thing, the new hotness. Like that, LON already had like an eight percent thing, and then you release an army with a box first of all, which is going to inflate your numbers. Mod tribes is a pretty f- stupid high re- representation too, and it's not an entire Grand Alliance. <laughs> like, um. So you're going to be mad when Legion of Gash still hasn't been updated, but we get, like, Grand Alliance elves? <laughs> I, I, no, I don't care. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care. Um, I, um, I'm fine with where... I'm fine with Legion of Gash existing in its time and place. You know? Like, it was, it was necessary for the time. But I hope they follow the Bone Reaper's tome going forward, because that would stop a Night Haunt from happening again. Um, which is, Nagash... It, just have a rule that says, in, in each new tome, that just says... You can take Nagash in here, and then relevant more Tarku should probably be in there. So, like, uh, conceivably, we get we get our space vampires or whatever um, coming out down the line uh, because, well, we're we're getting space vampires. pirate vampire dark yeah whatever whatever they are yeah of course yeah so we get those down the line then just say Nagash can play in this army with these rules and uh, Neferata and uh, and uh, not Manfred because fuck Manfred can play in this book. So you just do I, that every time. Yeah, I, I can't remember at this point if this is even original thought. I think it was touched on a Warhammer Weekly. It was like, why can't Nagash be like a Slaves to Darkness demon prince? Where it's like, I have a bunch of different rule sets on my card where it's like, if you're this allegiance, Bone Reapers, here's a special ability. If you're uh, Legions of Night, if you're Legions of whatever, Night Haunt. Yeah. You know, like, well, anyway, that like, all got touched on. There, like so. I said, they, they, they fixed it with... Uh, o- the OBR tome fixed it, and then just do that going forward. Um, and then like maybe one day circle back around to the notion of a grand host of Nagash army or something like that. But but for yeah. now, keep releasing new stuff because I want to see new stuff. I don't want to see your old like old models from the old world. Uh, I want you to play with your old models from the old world. But if it's a new release, I would like to play with new stuff. So like that's not not shitting on like uh you know people playing their city's models and that's not the take. Don't don't at me on that. Um, I got hey, I got to step away for just a second, but uh, something random. Like, what about a like a Manfred allegiance? I'll be right back. What about a Manfred allegiance? Disgusting. Um, what would Manfred's allegiance look like? It would probably be a bunch of cowards and duplicitous scumbags that don't actually have a war scroll for fighting, just running away like cowards, uh, and then somehow at the end of the game roll a die and on a four up win. <laughs> Because that's what Manfred does. Um, Alright. 
Because though I live in Texas, fire ants are a thing. They love electrical connections, so I have to constantly replace the connections for my AC because fire ants keep burning out my connections. That sucks. Uh, when I was uh, I was raised in North Carolina uh, for a while, uh, we had fire ants there. Uh, one of my favorite things to do was to stick a bottle, like a like a Coke bottle or something, upside down in the uh, in the ant hill and watch them fill up the middle of the bottle. Uh, that was bored seven year old meth. Uh, I used to do that. I didn't burn them or kill them. Um, I did destroy their home a little bit, I guess, which is kind of dick move. But I was a kid. What do you expect? Um, hmm. So I'm gonna get real for a second here. This is something that's been on my mind for a while. I didn't know how to bring it up. Um, COVID nineteen. Uh, there's no good segue for this. Uh, has been. Uh, I think a lot of people have. It, it, I've I described it before. It's like a static. That's just like a, for me, it's been like this static of anxiety on everything I do. Um, and it is known that I have mental health struggles. Um, I've, I talk about it. I, I, I take the stance of mental health visibility. Um, I, I just want to say to you, dear listener, dear viewer, um, that like if you're struggling I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not qualified to, to personally help you, but I want you to know that while whatever your struggles are, 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 are unique to you, you're, you're not alone. A lot of people are, you know, we're going through shit. Um, you know, I, I, I've got a, I, I battle through, you know, various problems with, with my motivation, um, some people, you know, battle through addiction, some people battle through, um, depression, whatever it is. Um, I think it's okay to really take things a day at a time. Um, you know, if you have a, a bad habit you're trying to break, um, or a, a mental cycle that you find yourself falling into, you, you don't need to take the world, the weight of the world on you. Just take it one day at a time. And like, if it's a bad habit, you just, you don't do that thing for a day. You know, um, you know, I didn't drink beer for a few days there and then I did. And it resets it back to, you know, my, on my quest to not drink as much during the week. Yeah. I, I, I set, I set it back, but that's not a big deal because it took me a long time to build the habit of always having a beer after work. Um, so it's okay for me in this case to, to be like, you know, I'm just going to take it today. I won't drink. And then maybe tomorrow I do, but today I won't. And then that one day can become two days and that can become three days and four days. And then it's the weekend. And you can do that with whatever habit or mental health problem, whatever it is, just one day at a time. It's okay. Um, we'll get through this again. I'm not a professional, but I've seen, I've seen some shit. Um, and I've made it through and I, I'm still kind of in a small tailspin right now. Uh, I've like corrected, the 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 plane but i haven't regained the altitude if that makes sense um i it's it's been going on for quite a while um you know if you follow my twitter feed it looks like it's been about a week uh honestly it's been about it has been since like the second week of america realizing we had the COVID-19, but no stay at home, stay safe orders coming in yet. I got in a ticket 
uh, for the hospital to put up a temporary tent. And seeing that tent was the, the moment that everything clicked for me. I got a call with my job, an emergency, one-hour emergency locate, to go out and clear the fire and parking lot and water uh, facilities for that tent to go up. And when that happened, my brain, being the hysterical, weird, chaotic, and given to tons of flights of fancy and imagination, immediately went, the last of us you know like i'm like it's it's the scene from the last of us with the because you saw the yellow the big tent it's got the ventilators on it i'm like this this is real now you know and and that was for me where i i mean i didn't really do any hobby from that point on i um i kind of checked out and like i said it looks like it was just this last week but it was it's been since then so again, that's just when it boiled over. Yeah. I mean, that was for me. That was the moment. And I didn't want to like talk about it because I'm like, I got to be a positive beacon, you know, because a lot of people are going to feel what I felt, I think. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's again, like I kind of went against my own principles there because I wasn't honest about my mental health struggles early, as early as I was feeling them. And like I said, I finally stopped the tailspin. But I haven't regained the altitude. And uh, it's just, I've gone into my sort of one day at a time method uh, of just getting through stuff. So, you know, whatever you're, you, whatever you're struggling, and maybe you're not struggling with COVID. Maybe you're, you're fine. Maybe you just want to paint models more, you know? Um, you're like, man, I haven't painted models without a tournament. You do that one day at a time too, you know? Start by just sitting down and putting paint on a brush. And you don't even have to paint a model yet. But if you take those little steps and you break down the big insurmountable weight down to just something simple you can get through just one day you'll you'll be better for it and again uh, i'm always open to like listening to folk my dms are open you can send me a message uh can't promise i'll get back to it immediately um we're we're hitting our our uh our heavy season now at work uh but like I will, I will get back to it, and I, I will listen. Um, I'll probably share some bad jokes that don't quite land, out of place. Like I shouldn't be making a joke right now, uh, because that's just who I am. I'm a little awkward that way. But uh, but I'll listen, and uh, I might even share some anecdotes if if you're open, and I might have some unsolicited advice. But uh, you know, again, I'm not a professional. I can't, I, I can't fix everything, and I but but I can listen. So, no, oh, a wise man once said to me, sometimes commiserating uh, helps as well. Oh, dude, commisery. There's just a day, uh, like, like, I just commiserated with somebody, and I was just like, I felt pure catharsis. Like, sometimes it's the, it's the Seinfeld, like, I got a problem with you people, and you're going to hear about it. Like, it's <laughs> like, I got a problem with the world, and you're going to hear about it. Like, it, sometimes that's what you need. You know, um, go on an egg, fly off the handle on a Facebook rant, indulge a little bit. Righteous indignation is one of the most fun experience, one of the most fun emotions to indulge in. If you ask me, it's the, it's the happy Gilmore with the golf ball scene. You know, when he's just swearing at the ball, go to your home, that moment, there's a catharsis in in doing that. That's why I like to rant. I think it's funny. It, 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 it it cracks myself up (laughs) Uh, and you got to take care of yourself. Um, so welcome back. Got heavy here without you. <laughs> yeah. Quite all right. 
Mm-hmm. You know, your show and like like Warhammer Weekly, all these all the content creators out there, rerolling ones, like the, everybody coming out with as much. I'm surprised as much content has come out as it has during this whole time. Uh, but it's uh, it's been a real relief because I know I, I actually have gotten into a lot of this stuff a lot more than I used to just because it's helping me. It helps me relax. And so I appreciate that you're doing this show every week for sure. Yeah, um, I'm about to do two shows a week now, you know, which mm-hmm. is which is 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 uh, interesting. And obviously you can't you can't make something without sacrificing something else. Um but I've I've got room in my schedule. Um, I've been thinking about doing a second. I've been thinking about doing a spinoff rantcast anyway. And like, how, what does that look like? And this comes back to like you know family gamer family, right? Um, it, like it it starts with the schedule and going. Okay, so now Friday nights, you know, once a week. So now it's Thursdays and Fridays. That's two nights a week. And then I, the big night is like Saturday for my family and Sunday. You know, those are like the the big days. Um, I don't do a lot of like Saturday and Sunday streams, uh, even when I was like you know a five days a week streamer type. Um, I didn't do a lot of like Sundays and and Saturdays, even though the algorithm said I should be streaming Saturday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Grim Slacker says yes, it is heavy meth. Uh, it kind of permeates everything. The kids are struggling with it. I've had an Italian exchange student whose dad has been hospitalized for fifty five days with it. Literally terrified. I'd have to tell him his dad passed away. Yeah, that'd be a terrifying thing to say. Uh, it's very real and not a plot. Uh, a day at a time is about all you get. I like the shows; they help. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you guys help me out. We said uh, 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 he was talking about earlier on. You know, getting that like, hey, you know, great, great battle rap comment. You know, that stuff helps me keep going too, and then I can in turn like give that back. I just. Uh, I don't think I'm going to change the world, even if I get a thousand subs and uh, I'm, I can full-time podcast. I don't think I'm ever going to change the world, but I think I can make a couple people's days a little bit better. And that's why I do it, because I have been to the edge of the worst days. You know, I think everyone's had some of those worst days in their life. Uh, I've probably had more than my fair share, but like I'm not salty about it because it's given me this awesome sense of humor. <laughs> Uh, so like, but to just be able to, 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 to put more good out there than the bad I've taken in is, is what I am about. It's why I hate nerd tribalism. Uh, it's why I can't stand, uh, tribalism in general. Why, like, why must we, you know, uh, like I said, I will hate a ball. (laughs) Go to your home, stupid ball. But I don't want to hate people. Like Cat Williams, just like waking up hating on bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fucking Cat Williams, man. Um, appreciate your empathy. It's easy to get Rick and Morty on the situation. The people have been the leaders in this more than the appointed leaders. Whether it started as a plot, it's real in our face now. And that's the thing is like, you know, perception is reality, right? Um, to to an extent. So, um. It, it, it almost, I mean, your people feel the shit right now. Like, you, you feel it everywhere. Um, and, uh, like, I mean, there's no, there's no easy way through it. But, but 
just again a day at a time. So uh, there's my heavy heavy soapbox <laughs> moment for for the rant cast. I'll go back to making fun of Mass Effect now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I accidentally ended up on the subject of Mass Effect. So I think in some like collective unconscious sense, um, like uh, I just like. You said Garrus a couple times, right? And so that's like a, like cold reading in reverse. Like you were supplanting. <laughs> I was going to end up talking about Mass Effect by just you saying Garrus naturally. But like that wouldn't have happened. You know, so th- that resonant moment wouldn't have happened with a different guest, which I think is just... That's part of like... <laughs> that's part of what's awesome about about Rantcast. And then you really leaned in to try to like... To, to get the... To, to, to get the rant to come out. <laughs> so... Well, that's funny is all I did was say things that I think about Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, I can't help it. I have every opinion. I have them all. And I want people to hear about them. <laughs> like, like, you ever meet that person who, like, doesn't have an opinion about music? And you're like, what's your favorite band? And they don't say, like, oh, too many to name. They say, I don't really listen to music. And I just go, what? Yeah. I try not to, like, make my face read what I'm thinking when people say that. I like, I don't really listen to music. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, like i mean on, on one hand it's like no it's it's like yeah whatever you know people like like what you like but on the other hand i'm like you don't listen how can you not listen to music at least as like a background noise like and then like and then it goes a step further for me which is like how can you not have an opinion about something in your life <laughs> like don't get me wrong you don't not say you have to have a strong opinion about everything. In fact, I'd, I'd, I'd posit it's better to not have strong opinions about stuff and be open I to... Think, I think the real trick there is most people really do have an opinion on everything. It's just most people are afraid to talk about them. Mm. Yeah, I suppose that's... I suppose that's... Like, like, if they tell me their favorite band is, like, Maroon 5, I'm going to lay into them, right? <laughs> oh, man. I have a Maroon 5 story. <laughs> See, I do too, but let's hear yours first. No. <laughs> In 2004, I was on tour with a death metal band. Uh, we went and toured most of Europe. And, like, in one month, we played, like, 30-something shows. It was ridiculous. But death metal, especially in the early 2000s, was a very clicky, very, uh, we're doing this to be different, but you better be like us kind of crowd. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the hardcore scene's a little bit like that, too. Um, yeah, so we're at a McDonald's in France one day, and because uh, it's all we could afford. And we're eating, and a brand new like band has this song on the radio, and has this new song. It was Maroon Five, and me and the drummer just start like jamming out to it. And we're like, "Damn, this is a good song! Yeah, I could jam to that." And we're just like really into it. And the the other members of the band and the other band we were touring with us looked at us like we had just slaughtered their children. Mm-hmm. It was the worst looks. And they're like, what did you say? Like, what? It's 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 a good song. Oh, how could you? Like, yeah, well, you can't stop us now. We're over here. I mean, you want to finish the tour, don't you? Can't <laughs> <up> laughter. <laughs> See, I, I, um, I was very heavily opinionated. Uh, I know me. Go on. Um, I was very heavily opinionated about music when I was growing up. And God, that's like that's the thing that pisses me the off the most about former me. You know, it's how utterly wrong I was about great music. Like, I, w- I wouldn't listen to rap, I wouldn't listen to country. I still don't like country, because country is just, like, a different type of pop, and pop music I find mostly vapid. 
But like to not I, listen to I Johnny. Agree with you, and this, this is coming from a Texan too. I agree with you. Country now is basically just pop with a redneck accent. Well, it's 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 different pop. It's it's different pop, uh-huh. and then it recycles like eighties rock, which is pop rock. Like so, it's oh. like you listen to like the guitar riffs and stuff like that. Like the the like Luke Bryant's of the world. I'm like, oh yeah, I heard this song in the eighties, like, and I didn't like it then. Um, it, but like. It's urban culture porn, exactly. <laughs> but but th- but again, to to like not like Johnny Cash would be a fucking mistake. You know, right. like no, every like, every genre has something. They have stand, They have, yes, every genre has worthy worthy music. Like because I focused in on like a very specific section of rock and roll. You know, I grew up in the '90s or '80s into the '90s, so I got as far as I'm concerned the golden age of music. But everybody thinks that. Um, <laughs> You know, like, but like, you know, you've got, you know, I, I was big fan of grunge. Smashing Pumpkins were like the first band I was fanatic about. And because I like the Smashing Pumpkins, I, I was able to branch out and fucking love everything. It's like the Smashing Pumpkins, Sound, uh, Soundgarden, and uh, Tool. Because I like those three bands, I could fucking love everything. Eventually. Because <laughs> when you listen to the Pumpkins, then you go back and you listen to Pink Floyd. And if you listen to Pink Floyd, then you probably go back and listen to Led Zeppelin. And if you listen to Led Zeppelin... Then you like now you're listening to like Robert Johnson. Now you listen to Robert Johnson. You're gonna start going forward. You're gonna listen to like BB King. You're gonna listen to J- Junior Kimbrough. And once you listen to the blues, you go back and you listen to like the the sort of street corner poets, the the rappers that were truly prolific. That you like when you're a kid, like I hate rap music because all rap music is the same. And then you're like, no, 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 like Wu Tang Clan, yo, like. You are wrong. Rap music is fucking great. Or even just like something like House of Pain where you can like go back and you're like, yeah, yeah. Or Cypress Hill where they're blending rap, rap and rock before fucking Fred Durst. Sorry, douchebag. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I love Soundgarden. Like, Chris Cornell's my dude. Uh, I, I fashioned, I, I, my whole, uh, like teenage years were trying to be Chris Cornell. <laughs> um, like if you ever watch Daria, you've got Trent from Daria. Hey Daria, oh. like Trent, he looked like Chris Cornell, and so like I had long hair when Chris Cornell had long hair, and we chopped the hair off. I chopped my hair off. <laughs> like, of course, yeah, yeah. Grateful Dead still true. I'm not a big fan of Grateful Dead, but I, I get it. Uh, uh, he was cool. Um, you know, he he was like he was basically like an early like. Uh, he would have he would have founded Napster, you know, like he would have been for that shit. He encouraged you to bootleg his music, so um, you know that's dope as hell. But yeah, like, but but like, I the thing again, I, I wish I could kick my ass the hardest about was not liking pop music. Justin Timberlake, okay, I still don't get into InSync. Justin Timberlake himself, you're mistaken if you think he's not talented. He's amazing. I'll say it outright, and this. Is coming from a guy who has his roots in Norwegian black metal. I'm like, yeah, frosty northern. Yeah. Also, Justin Timberlake's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Still tripping. If you would have happened to be at a show, you would have enjoyed it. I don't. I probably don't deny that. Brenton Wood, rant cast hundred. <laughs> Thanks for the biddies. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to find the meme my buddy sent me. Uh, is it death? Metal. Oh, it's the it's the sword. It's the meme with the sword, and it's like Wisconsin, like kids from Wisconsin, and then the sword they handed that they get excited about is like Norwegian metal, 
with death with like with with like uh, evil lyrics or something like that, and then the guy gets excited to get the sword. It's just the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Um, See, yeah, when got- I was first learning how to do vocals like that, I uh, did it wrong, and I had like a little four track player with a cassette tape to give you an idea of the timing. And I was like, oh, I think I've got it. And I, was, I spent like an evening with my friends learning how to do the, the screams and all that. But I did it wrong and ended up like spitting up blood at the end of the night. And I was like, this is not supposed to work. Bleah. No. Oh, no. I haven't learned how to do all that stuff right. But uh, yeah, that's a memory I'll always have is the old Tascam four track player with the the blood spitting vocals. Like, See, I wonder if that I, exists somewhere still. Say, I mentioned my friend Sam. We had a garage band in the 90s, as one does. Uh, called, yes, of course. called screaming mime uh and so i did <laughs> i did vocals and rhythm uh i'm not a very good guitarist i like i'm one of those guys like you know it's 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 hills and plateaus right uh with with uh guitar um you walk up the hill and then you'll plateau and you just you don't get any better and you don't get any better and you have a hill and so you're getting better and you have a plateau again and you just don't get any better and you don't get any better my plateau lasted like seven years Oh, um, I'm, I completely identify with that. So I'm like, sure. I'm like, I am not meant to play guitar. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I think guitars are sweet. I love guitar-driven music, but I'm like, I am not, I am not a guitarist. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, but rhythm, you know, I can I can read tabs and I can like play like three fucking chords in repetition. Um. <laughs> oh man, I think I've got this right next to my yeah, I do. My mom's uh, moving and she's been cleaning out her house and has stuff from like my middle school era. And she's like, I brought this book for you. Do you still want it? And I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know. Let me see if I can get this on camera properly. Metallica. It's like a tab book mm. of like the Black Album. Nice. And I was nice. like, why does this still exist? Uh, sure, I'll take it, whatever. <laughs> Man, that, that's just a fun bit of nostalgia to pass on to your kids at this point. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> oh hell yeah says Rocco <laughs> you mean hell yeah <laughs> I, I don't have a kiss comic book no <laughs> I did go to one of their 50 farewell tours in high I, school but no <laughs> I had some heavy metal comics legit I had some heavy metal comics um, and they were like contraband at the time I was still uh, heavy, heaviest into my comic book collection phase which was uh, middle school, high school is like when I was the the most because it's easy to like go buy a comic when you're a kid with lawnmower <laughs> money. You know, you can go get a comic, no problem. It's like, am I going to get a comic or blister pack uh, blister pack of skeleton archers? Uh, sure. Depends on if the comics look cool that week, or I get some skeletons. Like, that was it. Or uh, me being impulsive would like grating my teeth to save up my money to buy an RPG book in like five weeks. Fuck that, man. Give me the skeletons now. I need that hit or the comic books. <laughs> but That's no, uh, that reminds me of like a sad but also funny story of my childhood is my mom would share child support money with me so I could go buy X-Men comics. <laughs> I would like walk, I would walk to the local Eckerd and then buy an X-Book comic or X-Men comic. Uh, Econo oh. Foods was uh, actually had if because uh, I couldn't always make it a Jimmy uh, Jimmy Jams. His store was on the way other side of town. Uh, where like you actually had to get a ride there, but Econo Foods was walking distance from one of the places I live. And so I walked to Econo Foods. Their magazine in my I know my memory has distorted it. I know it, it can't have been as prolific as I remember, because I remember the shelves towering above me and stretching for it had to have been a football field, right? Like that's the memory. 
And it just was comics and magazines and then eventually books. And uh, that's where I bought my first What If comic. Uh, the What If comic I bought was What If... Uh, what if Mr. Sinister actually took uh, all of Rogue's power instead of Gambit's power? So Rogue could have been huh. normal and not kill people with a fucking touch. And at the end of it, she ends up killing Gambit anyway. And he's like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm seven and this is hardcore or whatever. Or I was probably like 11 or 12. I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever. And just like <laughs> loving those like stories that had that bleak ending. Yeah, yeah. I was doing that whenever there was like the X tangent. I, I say that like when they had like an X X insert name here team of everything. Uh, X so Factor, X Force, yeah, yeah, and like uh, mind you, the Eckerd it's a pharmacy. So this is back when you could buy comic books at a pharmacy. Yeah, yeah, they and, had toy sections and everything. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. legit, and legit toys, not just the cheap ones. They actually had uh, the the pharmacy mm-hmm. had like real x-men figures from like the fox uh, the fox cartoon yeah and this is this is going to date me again here but i would get on my rollerblades at 10 10 years old and ride down the other side of town to go to the pharmacy to buy the comics with the money i got from my dad's child support and uh it was like that's where i got like the rogue mini series when it came out, like the Gambit mini comic mini series when it came out, and then yeah, like Excalibur, X Force, Extreme, or whatever. Like they had like every kind of X thing ever, but oh, yeah, that's the, good time. The old You're Rob making your really some cool nostalgic memories here. Yeah, with the Rob Layfield fucking covers and the cable with the tiny feet and all the belts. I remember mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I just got rid of all those comics like before the quarantine hit. hit. Uh, you know, sell them all to our local collected comics. I uh, I just found my Wolverine the End comics. Uh, they're beat to shit, but I found them. Uh, <laughs> that's, of course, the one where it opens with him burying Sabretooth. So metal! <laughs> like, goddamn. Um, <laughs> this is the pre- This is the pre-Old Man Logan. So Wolverine the End was, uh, like, his healing factors. Began. He's actually got one broken adamantium claw. Um, and all the, it's opens at Sabretooth's, uh, funeral and all the X-Men are like, all the X-Men and villains are around it. And like Logan's off underneath a tree brooding. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's It's funny. You have this like epic, crazy storyline as a memory that's popping up in your head for comics. And I'm like, you know, the, the one that always pops up in my head is just like a random scene that doesn't have much to do with anything. And I think was a comic written from the TV series on fox and it's like bishop is in the x mansion for some reason and juggernaut's doing one of his random we're out of ideas so have juggernaut attack the mansion while everybody's gone Mm -hmm. moments and he's just like trying to gather as much energy as he can so he like slams his hands on the walls and starts grabbing electric wires and trying to like get shocked so he gets more power yeah and my thought was like there's that many wires in our walls wow (laughs) yeah yeah no see that's cool um, going back to Chat Gang here. Um, no, so I, I real quick comics. I collected comics for a long time. When I went off to college, uh, they went into storage with a lot of my other shit. Water damage. I had a prolific comic book collection. I was one of those guys. So when you lose all your comic book collection in like an instant, you don't really go back to like comic book collecting the same ever again. If it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just like I buy what I want. Like and sometimes like so I have like all my Hellblazer still. I lost all my Sandman, so I gotta go. I, I have to get that that collection back. I have to get Sandman. It's the best comic ever written. So I've got Why the Last Man. I've got I've got like 
snippets of all my collection and things that I've rebought, like the the staples, like the Alan Moore stuff, um, things that you just have to have. Um, but yeah, um, hey, I had my BMX bike. I had to pedal to the grocery store. Pegs on the front wheel. <laughs> I sadly have all my comics. That there's nothing sad about that at all. <laughs> I think growing up, Brian was the only one that had a bike with pegs. I actually just, I, I, I got like drunk one night and I started building an Amazon wish list of comics I wish I had again. And I threw Frank Miller's Daredevil in there immediately. Um, <laughs> um, Brent Wood. So real quick, I glossed over this comment before. This is the one I wanted to come back to. That's the child support I'm talking about. Got to learn to ration early. Kids can't live off bread alone. What's this rationing? Come back to this, man. What, what's this rationing you're talking about? Yeah, it all went into comics. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, comics. It was comics, uh, video games, and uh, comics, video games, magic cards, and RPG books, and then uh, and then blister packs of, of Warhammer. Uh, I had collected about 2,500 points of like all of the death stuff, and I rarely bought the boxes. It was almost all blister packs. Um, you know, I always forget what year it was this was all happening, but I can remember some events that will probably peg it. Somebody will know, but this was the same time that Power Rangers aired in America, and like the X-Men animated series was playing around the same time the Spider-Man animated series was going yeah, on. Yeah, the, yeah, the golden and, age of Saturday morning, uh, yeah, essentially. And, and then my first cassette tape ever that I bought was around the same time. And that was like stone Temple pilots core and Pearl jam 10. My first, so, yeah, there's a bunch of timelines there of what's going on at that time. Oh yeah. C- CDs were in there too, by the way, CDs were in that, the, the rationing off my, uh, my mo- lawnmower money and various like odd jobs money. And then, uh, and then I ended up establishing an economy of trading those various things for the other things. So like I would sell some comic books to be able to buy a video game. If a video game came out, like I did that for Earth uh, Earthbound because Earthbound was like I think in a time when like video games were like twenty bucks. Earthbound was forty dollars. It was like twice the amount of the original like of the SNES games. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. I, at the same time, I'm like again somewhere between ten and twelve at this time. So I had a super. You'd say like mowing lawns and all that. I had a super illegal job at the time because I was I worked at a pizza joint with my mom. It was a, a pizza place in North Carolina run by a Norwegian family that hired my mom to be a waitress. So you, I would, I would bust tables. So you lived in North Carolina too? Yeah, for about, uh, I lived in North and South Carolina for about two years each. And then later in my adult life, I again lived in North Carolina for a job right for on. about a year. Right on. No, I, I, um, I haven't been back since my mom's funeral, but I, I lived in North Carolina about 10 years growing up. So right oh, off, off, right off, uh, Havelock, North Carolina slash uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, right off okay. of Camp Lejeune Marine Corps base, right off of there. Um, nice. Yeah. When I was that time period I'm talking about was, uh, I lived in Gastonia, North Carolina, which is like a tiny little town there. Yeah. And right then I lived in like, uh, York, South Carolina and then Gastonia, North Carolina. And then as an adult, uh, before the kids were born, uh, we lived in Durham. You Durham, <laughs> yeah, and then visited her parents who happened to get stationed at the same time we moved in Fayetteville. So I was like driving from Durham to Fayetteville. So it was like the greatest of North Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> the hill 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 country. Um, the mountains aren't bad. The fucking hills are the worst. <laughs> I have an opinion on that too. Um, yeah, I got, I got stuck 
uh, cause it snowed when I lived there and I iced everything over and the parking lot of the apartment I lived in was at the bottom of a bowl. So I couldn't get out either side cause it was so iced. My truck would just slide back down. I was like, well, got to call in guys. Sorry. You can't get here. No, I physically can't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. There's snow at all on the ground in North Carolina. Um, <laughs> as someone who, you know, lives in Wisconsin and largely considers himself from Wisconsin. Um, even though I had that stint in North Carolina, um, uh, we make fun of states that can't drive in the snow. Ha ha ha. Oh, you mean like Texas? Right. But <laughs> what you don't realize is like roads are constructed differently in like up here versus down there. For instance, like you have the hump, uh, the hump in uh, North Carolina because all the fucking rain. So every road is bowed so that the rain runs more easily to the sides. Well, what that means with a fucking snowplow is you can't snowplow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you can't. Um, so. Well, and, like, the roads aren't treated for that kind of weather here, and they're, yeah. everything here is built to be, like, it's effing hot. So, uh, you know, utilities are installed really close to the surface because the freeze line's really low, or mm. I guess really high, whatever. It's not very deep. Right. And, like, the roads just kind of, you just kind of throw some gravel down and spit on it and go, eh, it's a road. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no crews to, to, to handle it. There's no infrastructure. Like where do you put the snow when it snows? We have designated places where we take all the snow when we have to plow our roads. Yeah. No, we don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Like where do you put the snow? Like you don't, it's, it's, you're, it, there's no infrastructure for it. So it's going to snow salt. It's going to ice over salt the roads. Oh crap. Where are we going to get the salt? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, like I, I make fun of, like I may every now and then share a meme that is funny about people who can't drive in snow, but it's, it's, it's just actually like the infrastructure is different. Um, now we've gotten super deep, deep <laughs> cuts. Like now the, this rabbit hole, uh, I think we can see like Tibet through this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. No, um, I knew we were just going to end up, like, shooting the shit for most of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, we're just going to talk. We, we Like, we've been due for, like, a, an, an actual, like, in-depth discussion and, and chat and just kind of, like, getting to hang out. Um, how did we get here? Comic books led to North Carolina led to roads. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Sometimes you just gotta sit back and appreciate how a tangent gets gets to some place. <laughs> you just gotta like, you just gotta enjoy it. You go like, there's a logical progression of how we got here, but like A and D look nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> like just general nerdery, which is within the scope of Age of Sigmar and Rantcast, because you know my comic book store was uh, was my Warhammer store. All right, good night, fella. We need the Rona end so we can get back to gaming. I I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Unfortunate here, like because Texas is basically we're like a week away from being completely open, and like my city hasn't had a new case in like three weeks, so we're we're fortunate. So I'll you know basically I'll be back on schedule for battle reports because of how fortunate we are here, but we're still being cautious about it. We're like the kids aren't going with us, and most most of it's like Brian or close friends or family coming here and if i do go to record at the local store it's like me and him are the only ones there and we've got sanitizer like we're taking precautions it's not just like a uh, like Woo, we're open bah, 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 yeah. <laughs> god that's a, such a better like image though <laughs> like i know that they just like they like when you move to texas they just issue you two like six shooters 
Like, I just know that's how it is. Um, so I just imagine they're reserved for like shooting into the air at random <laughs> celebrations. You're going to need this. Why? You'll know when. <laughs> no, it's a shotgun and a revolver. Okay. All right. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Damn straight uh, a revolver because they don't jam. Sorry. Sorry. Also, oh, also okay. they're cooler. Uh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, rule a cool man. Like, Clint Eastwood wasn't, like, rolling around with some, like, fucking lame-ass non-revolver. Uh, even in Dirty Harry, he rocked a freaking, uh, was it a, uh, 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 like a Red Hawk or whatever? Uh, it was the Magnum. Big, big gun, big handgun. Can confirm. Revolver, six. Revolvers are the best. Yeah, when can... you need something right now and need it to be reliable, go with what won't jam. That's right. a good old revolver. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Um, any 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 digital soapbox moments you want to get out the way? Anything you've had to? You now have a platform. You're now on Rantcast. You can say whatever you want. Oh God, I'm in too much of a good mood to have a soapbox, really, which is a good sign. I haven't been like that in a while. It's been a long time since I've been able to sit and talk with someone for this long. So it's uh, been actually rather therapeutic. I appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been yeah. No, this is good. Um, uh, believe it or not, um. It feels, I have to, quote unquote, be on to do Rantcast. Like, I have to, this has been really easy and natural. Like, I ha, I've just had a conversation with somebody as opposed to like, well, now i got to bring up all the talking points and i got to bring it back to, and, and <laughs> like, it's just having a conversation and sharing space, which is, you know, a big theme of family, uh, you know, family, I think is, even if it's digital space, I think it's, it, it's critical. Um, so... To mental health and relationships. Um, anything you want, you want to put on blast? Obviously, uh, this is where you say all of your stuff and all your wife's stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, Razortreeproductions.com, in case you don't want to try to remember all the different ones, has a consolidation of anything ever we do. It's got all the like re- audio recordings where you get to it, battle reports, how you get to that, Patreon, coffee, Ko-Fi, whatever it's called. I, I don't understand it, but I have, I have one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all that is on RazorTreeProductions.com, but the main thing that brought me here is uh, Razor Tree Productions on YouTube because we do battle reports mostly. We also do rules videos. We've got some podcasts just because I wanted to introduce the people on the channel to everyone more than just a seeing them play a game format. And yeah. uh, my wife also does a lot of art, and she streams to Lilia uh, on Twitch. And right now she's, you know, doing commissions for everybody's soulbound characters. And she's got some live streams of her drawing my character. She's drawing her character. And uh, she's been doing a lot of, she's been busy with some commissions lately for Final Fantasy. But uh, so, yeah, Razor Ship Productions and Talilia is where you're going to find anything and everything we do. Right on, right on. Uh, anyone in the community you want to put on blast? Uh, Rocco, your boy is amazing. AOS Coach is amazing. Uh, he's really been helpful with bringing a lot of people in the community together uh you know letting them play tabletop simulator games on their discord and just kind of doing things just to get people talking to each other yeah his discord has really been popping off um like aos coaches discord ever since he opened it up to not just patreons and stuff so so once he stopped being a shill uh shots fired coach um his discord once he opened it up to people learning from my awesome example thank you um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh what we're uh, yeah so so yeah that i do recommend joining coaches discord as well so i'm gonna second that uh and and pretty much everything you said 
Uh, your wife's uh, sketches, her streams have been like pretty chill. She doesn't seem to have a microphone though. Um, no, she doesn't have a video camera or microphone. She's just been like, I'll put it on stream while I'm drawing. Yay. And like, you know, we've got, we've got cameras. You got it. You got to increase with your engagement, even if it's just like, you don't like, I, I, uh, I respect all art. You don't need to do camera. Um, but like, you got to talk to folk. Yeah, like she gets when she gets out of her zone, she'll look at chap and type and all that. But like, I don't even think she realized that people would watch. Well, so she's I, actually I, surprised people are watching. So now it's like we've got the stuff, we have the technology. You well, want to do this, Chris? And you're usually there, like chatting too, which has made it like so. Like you've been, been the engagement. And I understand getting into the flow state, right? Especially when you're doing something mm -hmm. creative or productive, because talking to humans stops me from having any sort of production with like writing or. <laughs> reading or drawing or even playing video games if i go too deep in a conversation i have to pause it to talk so so i get it so maybe i re i uh retract my 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 uh suggestion for a microphone uh no so that... she, she, she's totally okay with it she just didn't realize what was <laughs> happening basically like people people are watching this baby what yeah yeah people are watching it you should talk to them well i'm okay with that okay. i mean it might not be as charming if she doesn't doodle the brb message though which is really yeah, funny. she like, still which, will yeah that's, like doodles you know, that's she does in real life like <laughs> we have a oh i need to send you a picture uh we have a like whiteboard in our room just mm -hmm. to kind of leave notes for each other for like you know if they don't wake up before i go to work or stuff we need to remember and we always have a terrible especially if it's me a terrible doodle of us on the whiteboard like saying the message so hers always look good, and they're like, oh, that's cute. And mine are like a melted stick figure, like, I've got a message for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have one to remind. I've only been there for a couple of days that is Rantcast live 7 p.m. Thursday. Mm -hmm. And it's like me with like an angry face with a fishing pole casting into the lake, just, ah. <laughs> but I'll have to send you that picture. But that's I don't know where I was going with that. I got distracted. No, no, the whiteboard. <laughs> All right, um, man. Thanks for being on the show so much. Um, Rantcast. Uh, I'm actually gonna go ahead and raid the Honest Wargamer, the Rage of Sigmar crew, Tomb King Tristan, uh, Will uh, Slanice or Slaniche, and uh, Dan Unsupervised. Although I still know him as Dispossessed Dan, are uh, currently <laughs> streaming Soulbound. So we're gonna go ahead and raid them. So if you got one, what is the channel? Because I want to go too. Yeah. So the raid will drop you into their chat. Um, oh, and, and we're going to spam them with the Mr. Meth C gang emoji. So if you got one of, uh, one of, uh, <laughs> one of several of Soren's gifts, uh, gift subs tonight, uh, feel free to join us and spam them with the emotes. Uh, I haven't gotten to raid people very often because not many people stream my wacko insomnia hours, uh, that I know <laughs> in the community. So I always have to like host video games and stuff. So finally, we get to go and and raid somebody, um, <laughs> but I just want to say thank you so much for 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 joining me tonight, uh, man. It, I've had a pleasure talking to you and chat yeah, gang. Y'all were this is yeah yeah. This is awesome. Um, come come. I'll we'll have to get you back on sometime uh, with like different topics and you know maybe uh, you know go deep on some other other things. Um, and I'll of talk course, about anything if you haven't caught on. So. Right, right, and uh, and you got to come back for the for Rantcast musical, which is going to be Rantcast the musical is episode one hundred. You can get some death metal in there, like <laughs> do the ooh. <laughs> it's some guttural inhale growling. Right, ooh, <laughs> that was that sounded like that was that painful? Did that hurt? No, not at all. 
All right. And chat gang, thank you so much. You are the show within the show. You keep us going. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do the raid thing. So get you ready. Hold on to your butts.